Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It's Monday, January 20th, and you are listening to a special episode of Waypoint Radio. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Today, that's today, right? That's why I'm not in the office, because I'm not, because we're actually recording this on the 16th. We're actually recording yeah. this on Thursday. Early. Early. To get this in the can so we can not come into the office on Monday. Uh, I'm joined by Kato here in the studio. Hi. And Patrick Klepik, uh, Superstar Cop. That's my guess. My guess is Superstar Cop, Patrick yeah! Klepik. We should actually... Sweet. Kato, are we going to end up spoiling this yes. game for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's we fine. are. He's not even done day one. We're here to talk about this. I'm a sorry cop. Uh, I bet. I mean, I will say the 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 best part is, um, in some way, in some ways, we can't spoil it for you. Is, right. Um, that was my thought. Yes uh, and no. Like if we talk about yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. It's we fine. Sh- I've given in to the spoilers. It's fine. It comes with the uh, territory of being re- part of the recording team for this. Um, That's true. Yeah. Um, so, hey, can you just can you just load up your achievements? Can we just read those without before yeah, we get into sure. anything? I can do that. Uh, do you have your stats on hand too? Uh, Where would I? Or do you have the game open? Can you open your game? I can open. The, I can open the game. Uh, let's, do the let's do the achievements and then I'll first. and then I'll open the game. Achievements. I have eight out of twenty-one achievements. Achievements. Uh, I have nine. Wow. Um, okay. Where all right. I'll at? go. Yeah. Go ahead. I got them. I'll go. It's. it's the, I don't. I'm not super high on like the new Steam interface. In Me some either. ways, it's better. In yeah. some ways, it's worse. So you click on it's you can there are achie- there's an achievements thing at the top, but you click that it brings you down to your like status or like your Facebook like stream. But then to the right, yes. it has achievements and it says view. You have to click through which there, is where you can find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So ah, uh, <clears throat> nine of twenty one hyperstellar law official say seven deranged superstar lines. Uh, literally the sorriest cop on earth apologized <laughs> 10 <laughs> exclamation mark exclamation oh, mark exclamation good. mark times biggest communism builder mm-hmm. employ critical theory nine times the world's most laughable centrist defend the political center uh, seven times uh-huh. <laughs> um i don't know how to pronounce this the Art cop, five, yeah. say five art cop. El Capo del Arte. Capo del Arte. Yeah, del Arte. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how I would say it. Yeah. Um, uh, that's how my character would say oh, it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, goodest of the good cops. Really get Kim to trust you. Um, uh, recruit Detective Kim uh, Kitsuragi, Precinct 57's finest. The world's the finest. Won't, also. Uh, true. Um, the figurines won't win her back. They do nothing. Um, and then Fairweather T500 Vitreous Enamel suit up head to toe. I guess I have I got all almost the, all of the, the same ones pieces. as you. I don't have okay. Centrist Cop. <laughs> uh, what was the? Uh, can you go over them real quick one more time? 
I here's what I have. Hyperstellar law official. Don't have that. What is that? Literally, what is hyperstellar law official? Say oh, that's seven super, that deranged superstar lines. Yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't have that. I would, I would imagine that's – I put a bunch of points in drama, which allowed me to do some really strange – Things. Yeah, I so don't know if, if that's you that act- go to your God, what page? Oh, if you so open now, the game, there's a thing on the right hand side of one of the stat pages, like one of the character. I think it's maybe your journal, your journal on the left or the right hand side. It'll say RCM officer profile, um, and that gives you straight up how many times you answered each way, which is interesting. Uh, I instead okay, of having superstar cop, I have the opener of the eighth seal. Warn them of the coming uh, end eight times, which is apocalypse cop. Is that do? You, oh, okay. So that's yeah. I thought maybe that was something you unlocked at the end when a certain thing occurs, no. and you can keep warning them about the big bug. <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, no, no. This is just apocalypse cop. We'll talk about the big bug for sure. Opener of the eighth seal. Literally the sorriest cop on earth. Biggest communism builder. El Capo del Arte. Goodest, co- goodest of the good cops, recruit uh, Detective Kim, the figurines will win her back in Fairweather, uh, T-500. So, like, almost exactly the same things that you got, except no— So it sounds like actually our uh, playthroughs maybe not We might end up having pretty similar off. Yeah, I think our interests uh. are pretty similar. Um, I'll go down my list of stats. I did four super— So what am I—where am I? So I'm opening it's, up my— It's like, I think that— In the game? In the game, yeah. In the game, there is a page—I want to say it is— um, I want to say it is your journal, like the the quest page on the right hand side, maybe. And if it's not that, then it's the thoughts or the it's one of the thoughts inventory uh, journal or stats. Do you know what I'm talking about? On the right or the left hand side, it'll have RCM officer profile, then your name and your rank, and then a big list of numbers. At four superstar cop answers. Oh, okay, I got it. it. Eight apocalypse yeah. cop answers. Thirteen sorry sorry cop a- uh, answers, and five boring cop answers. Uh, 44 communist, three fascist, three ultra liberal, four moralist, real hard on communism, it turns out, 38 good cop slash bad cop, and two honor. The rest of that stuff, I think, is stuff that's inherited. Four people killed is what I have. Do you four people killed also? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, and yeah. I think, I think that's inherent all to all the that. character's yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. So what, what are your numbers? Uh, here? Superstar cop, eight. Yeah. Apocalypse cop, two. Sorry, cop fourteen. Ooh. Boring cop five. Communist again. My we'll talk through who uh, the the role playing we did. Yeah. I think that'll help explain a bit, a bit of sorry, cop. Um, communist uh, twenty three. Fascist eight. Ultra liberal seven. Moralist eight. Good cop, bad cop twenty. Honor five. I don't even know honor is it an achievement. I don't yeah. know where you even get the honor points from. I don't know what um, good cop, bad cop is. That's the thing that I'm I'm curious about. Uh, I pres I pres I wonder if that's like you know there's like a number of times when you play the game where you'll fuck up and then like Kim like rescue like kind of oh, like gets you out of maybe. the situation. I wonder yeah. if that's like a you go aggro. He like play you know I don't know. I mean I'm glad that I don't know. Yeah, like the vagueness is actually sort of like fun. Like even when I unlocked the uh, the centrist achievement, I was like really like I don't. I got to feel like I was doing that, but sure, like maybe like the way I was answering some things got me there anyway, which is itself like funny and revealing of the character you're trying to play. Totally, totally. Um, so yeah, Disco Elysium, uh, game by Zaum, Zaum, Z A U M Studios, right? Um, that I think you and I both tried to play through last year. 
Uh, I didn't finish it until I think the first of this year, or like the 31st of last, like early enough. I finished it just in time for my list, just in time for it to, to break into my top 10 uh, of last year, which which uh, I, I definitely wish I'd found the time earlier to play through it. But also this is good because it means it's it's more recent in my in my mind so we can do the spoiler cast. Um, uh, for people who don't know, one, we're going to spoil the whole thing. We're going to talk really openly. I think the yep. title of this is going to say spoiler cast anyway, but we're going to talk yeah. really openly about everything that happens in this game or that happened to us. Um, I, uh, we are going to talk about the ending, everything else. Uh, we'll talk about the politics of it. Again, we're going to go as deep as we want to here. Um, I, I also note that in general, we will be probably end up talking about things like racism and homophobia and uh, classism, uh, the things that come up in this game. Um, there it is a game that deals with those topics directly and repeatedly. Uh, I'll also say, is there anything else? Is there any other, I wanted to throw it at something else, but now I forget. Uh, I'm glad we can talk about this game now because I'm glad I beat it and I, I really ended up liking it. Um, I guess I want to start with just like, tell me about your Harry. Actually, I just set up the game a little bit first. You are, for people who- Bait do, my what? Your Harry. Okay. Yeah. This is a sorry spoiler. <laughs> uh, uh, I should have said your tequila sunset <laughs> or your, what's the- <laughs> Fake name. There's another fake name that you can come up with, and I forget what it is. I don't. Can't you kind of? Can't you reject the name yes, Harry? I, yes, I didn't. Totally I didn't know what happens there if you go down that path. Cons- you can adopt other pet names. There's right? an early moment where you can adopt a. It's one of the thoughts has it in it. I didn't do it because I didn't. You have to fail a conceptualization check, is my understanding, uh, and you'll generate another fake name that's like. Basically, like I want to say it's like Jacques Cousteau, but you're a cop. I forget what the what the full name is. Um, anyway, so you're a cop. Uh, yeah, de- Detective Cousteau, Detective uh, Raphael Ambrosius Cousteau is the other name that you can adopt. You are uh, a character. You are a cop, a detective who has been assigned to investigate a hanging, a lynching. Um, you don't know that at, f- at first because you are recovering. You are, you wake up with a bout of amnesia, uh, a lot of alcohol on your breath and on your clothes, uh, and a lot of people angry at you in a little hotel uh, in a, a kind of rundown district, uh, kind of a, a port a port side labor, you know, working class district of this small city. I guess a big city, a small part of the big city uh, that has still feeling the after effects of a communist revolution having been squashed by an international coalition. Um, You are there by yourself for some amount of days before the game starts that you don't know. You don't know what you did. You don't know where your gun is. You don't know where your badge is. You don't know where your car is. Uh, you know where your clothes are. They're all over the they're all over the room that you're in. Um, and as you start to get your wits about you, you're partnered up with uh, the the detective that we talked about before, uh, Kim uh, Kitsu, Kitsuragi. Is that right? Let me make sure I get that right. Yeah, Kitsuragi. Um, uh, and you begin to investigate the circumstances of this lynching, who the person who was killed was, uh, how they were killed, how it relates to a labor conflict that's ongoing uh, in Revachal in this the small district of – what is the actual district name that you're in? What's the actual tinier city area? Mm. I forget, but whatever. Uh, that's Martinez? Mar- yeah, Mar- mm, I think Martinez is the bigger. Yes. Is, is the, no? No? Anyway, mm. that might be right. Um, uh, and the big pitch with this game is you, one, make a lot of choices and there's lots of branching and there's lots of – uh, ways for you to characterize your character differently. And two, your skills are almost like party members. Your skills talk to you. Your skills have a personality. They pipe up when you you kind of succeed at a kind of a background invisible skill check. 
And so your knowledge of art might might you know uh, uh, pipe up when you see a piece of architecture, and it'll tell you what might actually be being communicated by that architecture or by a statue. Uh, your sense of uh, of kind of um, uh, what do you call it when you study a crime scene? Uh, forensic, you know, forensic science might pipe up and say, "Oh, here's the angle from which this bullet entered this window," something like that. Or you, it might be your sense of drama that that leads you to think of someone's lying, or to maybe give you the the perfect comeback line, or to deliver the best karaoke song in existence. <laughs> um, and or not, or or not. We'll talk about how that went. Uh, and so that's it. That's the basic setup of the game, um, Patrick. It sounds like you had a really strong understanding of who your character was. The character's name eventually is, is revealed to be Harry Dubois, Harry A. Dubois, but Harry for short. Tell me about your Harry. Yeah, I spent, uh, hmm. So the game, what, opens with you being able to like, like select almost like a class across like the four different um, groups of stats. It's like, th- right? it's, like it's, it's, there's three archetypes, thinker, sensitive, and physical, which is like, intellect, you know, empathy and physical and then you can create your own also. And there's a there's a fourth skill set there like there's uh like in intellect, there's em- there's kind of like willpower, empathy, your heart, your soul, there's like your physical strength, but there's also like a kind of a physical like dexterity for lack of a better word for the the fourth one. There's like yeah. interfacing with things and it's kind of blurry. There's two kind of physical subsets basically. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I and so I always struggle with this part of games because I don't typically have like a strong sell like a uh, sense of a character I want to play, or I don't. I d- tend to discover that as I play the game mm-hmm. and understand the boundaries that I'm able to work with within the game, as opposed to coming up with a strong sense of like background and like kind of character I want to inhabit before I click play, which is why I always get stuck on these screens and end up defaulting to certain types of character archetypes because that's what I'm used to. And then I can just move on to the next screen. And Um, it's also kind of tough because this game is all skills about all of the skills. And there's like 20 of them are more than 20 of them actually. Right. Cause it's, it's four cats, four by six, 24. There's 24 skills. Mm -hmm. None of them are like double handed swords. (laughs) A bow. Whereas no, like, they're all vague on purpose. Like, yeah. What does empathy even fucking mean? Right, and so, right. or how does how does empathy like, differ from esprit de corps, or from rhetoric, or from drama, or volition, logic, logic? Where does this, visual do, calculus? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Why? Where, does, where does visual calculus end, and your other, uh, you know, in, your perception begin? Why is shivers in body? When that feels like it should be in, you got to feel the city in your heart. Yeah, you're feeling with your, your soul. No, with your uh, physique. <laughs> yeah, in this case, it's, right. Yeah, it is is like intellect, psych, psyche, physique, and motion. I want to say the last one is M O T motion, yeah. probably. Anyway, yeah. but yeah. So like, how did you? So I, in some ways, this is a I, good I, game so for you. I try though, right, like because in the end, you do kind of craft yes. your character as you go. Well, the thing that I the thing I had to go over the hump on with someone, whether it's you or someone else, telling me just like, just don't worry about it, like. <laughs> Focus on, like, one attribute that calls out to yeah. you. Pick that as your, like, quote-unquote class, and then you'll be able to do whatever the fuck you want once you start the game. Like, you're not going to get locked out of anything just because of the choice you make up front. Now, maybe it does in, like, a sense of, like, there are certain checks that you'll just never be able to achieve if you don't start putting stuff in early. But by and large, for most people, just pick one that, like, makes sense to you. And I thought, okay, so the set of this game is... 
um, you know, someone dealing with like alcohol abuse yeah. and they've lost their memory. And I don't know that I want to play like a hardened cop that's going to like look at the corner of a, a like a, a window and like put together the case. Like that doesn't seem. I don't know if I know about this character to like see that from them. He seems like more of a fuck up, and it's like I want to play a, a character who is not necessarily on like a path to redemption necessarily. He has to like earn his way through whatever is going to happen next. And so I really liked empathy as like the character trait I wanted to double down on. That seemed as a game that was all about talking to people mm. that would lead to really interesting conversations. It would lead to like more meaningful conversation, especially in a world that is supposed to be like kind of sad and failed and fucked up. And you have a, a town that is, not necessarily on the rise, like a lot of people who are down on their luck and and stuck for various reasons. It's like, like I'll start at empathy and then work my way out from there. And so like that's sort of how I built my my character. Um, was like I started with empathy, which then also put me a lot of points into, uh, shit. What's the other one? The um, uh, uh not Esper's um, uh, uh, Inland Empire or Inland Empire. Yeah, 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 Inland Empire was the one that kind of came along. Um. Yeah, them. I definitely. And so that's that's where I started mine. Yeah, I definitely had a similar thing where it was like, here's my one thing I know about this Harry. He so my, my like signature skill at the top of the game was conceptualization, which is like it's the art cop skill basically. It's it's conceptualization has a special role it wants you to play in the world, not the role of cop but of art cop. It enables you to make fresh associations to delve into world concepts from Jean Carp's postmodernist uh, Carperet to Revachal's uh, arabesque architectural style, uh, Dideridada, and even the concept of hardcore, and then, importantly, to add your own contributions <laughs> to these works. It's like, all right, fucking, let me make an artist. Let me make someone who is like has gone to art school. Let me make yeah. someone who like has this like deep understanding of theory and postmodernism. And let me see if that's a thing that can come up in this game. Like, let me just, if I say yes to this, will it show up? Mm-hmm. Like, Where does it go? Yeah. yeah. My, and my, and my, my other thought was like, a, you know, in ter- like, you know, the, the amnesiac sort of like storytelling trope, one of my favorite, like one of the more interesting, like versions of telling that kind of story as a trope is like that, uh, through amnesia, you can sort of like it can seem like a second chance or a, a fresh slate. But I also enjoy the idea of like the the empathetic character I was trying to build is like, all right, great. So maybe amnesia means you get to start over to some sense, but you're gonna have to learn what you did. You're gonna have to understand what you did, yeah. and you're gonna have to reckon with that. And I was like, empathy. If I'm gonna spend a game sorting through all the things I fucked up, and I was like, that like gave me a, a world where it's like, all right, if this character has any chance to like become a better person, it's not going to happen because they solved the case. It's going to be because they empathize with the people around them and how they affected them. Yeah. And that gives me like a, an, an, in my head, like a narrative reason to start justifying like certain actions that they take going forward because through empathy, or at least, you know, my initial conceptions of what is this game thinking of what empathy means because I you don't know it's like purposely obtuse in a way that is uh can feel sort of threatening or scary but it's something you just have to embrace the obfuscation and realize you'll come to understand it as the game unfolds itself but like that gave me like a sense of what the character was like all right you're gonna be you're gonna be it's you being empathetic to other people as you go on the road to understanding how you got to this spot in the first place I'll, I'll say that like one of the things that ended up being kind of 
weird for me is the way in which, not weird, but it, it was interesting to see how the character, my conceptualization of the character did change as the game continued, pun not intended, because I just talked about the skill conceptualization. One, I ended up putting way more <laughs> points into sk skills that I was originally kind of like, eh, on, like Inland Empire. I was like, ah, do I really want to see this thing's take on like Lynchian horror and cryptids and blah, blah, blah. And the answer was like, oh, actually, this stuff is actually pretty good. Yes, I do. I'll put more points into that. Like you you end up meeting the character who who leads you to the cryptid stuff. I'm like, okay, she's really cool. Um, I don't know that I love how that character is introduced necessarily. Harry is such a fucking dipshit out the gate to her. She's uh, in a wheelchair and there is not a way to engage with her that does not like, whoa, you're in a wheelchair. That is not yeah. like... Uh, okay um but that the story she ends up tells her enthusiasm around that stuff maybe put a lot of points into inland empire um i ended up putting a lot of points into shivers the like connection to your city uh the city around you skill but the thing i ended up with the most points was perception for reasons that i think were gamey which was i noticed pretty early on that i'd get these little yellow checks as you're walking around that give you extra information and sometimes money hmm. specifically there are lots of you could walk through that like apartment complex um, and find lots of extra money if your perception is high enough. Huh. Oh, so this is how you had so much. Like, yeah. At a certain point when I was stressing over where yeah. I was going to sleep at night because I didn't think I was going to be able to scrounge together my 30 bucks or whatever Dude. it is that you had to get get together. Um, I was running like $8. And by the end of the game, you said you had like $80. I was like, where did you get $80? Oh, because oh, you put in that much into... My perception per, was 11 per, at the end of this game. Um, <laughs> well, it was it was weird the way one of the, the things that got me to settle down and being stressed about what I was putting skill points into was one, someone telling me you're going to get a ton. Don't worry about it Two, a way to approach it early on before you have like settled on where you want your character to go. Like if you, before you've had a better understanding of like what the different checks are and what you would find interesting, like which like narrative threads to go down in an individual conversation based on what's possible in the checks was just. When you get to a scenario, a vast majority of the checks in the game, there are two kinds of checks. There's a white check and a red check. White checks, you can try over and over again so long as you put a new skill point into whatever that check is related right. to. So you, red fail are a, just, you fail a check and you, you know, you don't, it's not, the, the opportunity doesn't close for you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. You can always no, come back and try the door no, and there, you can. Yeah, there are uh, – sometimes there's, like, a dialogue option you can trigger, which will then open that up again. And like, it's essentially like a, a narrative skill point that gets you back into opening that. Sometimes uh, you put a skill point in. Um, and the red ones are just you fail, no fail. And so what I did was I sort of hoarded, like, four. And then once I had a couple different things I could do, I would just, like, all right, I really want to see what this does. And I can get myself over the – over, like, you know – to 52 if I put one point into it. <laughs> right. And so then that would – so I have some scat – like I probably have like, I don't know, eight or nine points scattered amongst different things that don't add up to much but were more just I just want to see what this is. And so I'm going to put a point into this which will let me, you know, uh, get over the hump based on whatever clothes I had right. equipped, whatever thought cabinet things I had equipped that – pointing me in different uh yeah uh, it's very much a game about the clothes making the man uh <laughs> you uh, will very often change your outfit because you know you have a hard you know not athletics check but whatever that equivalent is you need to like seem like a tough guy so you're gonna put on your author plus authority clothes i, I had a, i was constantly putting on logic oh yeah <laughs> clothing yeah. To, to help me do certain things because my my guy was very uh uh very empathetic but not particularly uh smart and so he had to often find his way <laughs> to answers through 
different means than just Through like the kindness of analyzing other people in the in, yeah in the there was not, this was not Sherlock BBC Sherlock right. Holmes where he goes into his mind <laughs> yeah. palace and like studies a room it was more like uh, heart to hearts with a lot of people yeah. that, that got me places um, I think the heart to hearts are, are an interesting thing here because I think that's that ends up being what saves this game for me or what brought me around on the game I, I, I'll say to start talking about the story a little bit I don't know that I've ever played a game as abrasive or hard to get into within the first few hours, a game that so badly wants to like check you. Um, you know, we talk about video games having having checks, having uh, uh, like this is a DPS check in MMO that you're, you're, you have to do enough damage to get through this. Oh, in, in Dark Souls, this is a check to see if you understand how parrying works or how stamina whatever works. This is a game that, that opens with a sort of like, uh, do you have the guts to look Kuno in the eye do you have can you deal with <laughs> measurehead? Will you punch this boy? Right. Uh the game opens Did you punch him? Yes. Yeah. I did not point a gun at him though. I didn't punch you, the boy. Oh, you can do that. Dude, you can point the gun. So you, you can ask Kim to do that? When Kim gives you the gun to shoot down the body, which I did and you did, which is the fucking best. Yes. You can instead point yep. the gun at Kuno to tell him to shut the fuck up. What? Yeah, Oof. totally. It was immediately clear that Kuno was a sad yeah, situation. Kuno was a very like, sad I situation. Just, um, and the, that is, yeah, borne out when you when you when you get to do um, some of his quests yeah. where you decide to be where you decide that maybe you're going to go. You and fucking know. A friend of mine Kuno. told me they recruited Kuno. Excuse me. For the end of the what game. What does that even mean? So. We're just getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. There's a situation. No, we're not. I mean, the end of the game. <laughs> like, no, you're gonna fucking tell me what that means right now. So you know the uh-huh. you know the gunfight. Yeah, Kim can get can get hurt in that gunfight, and you still have to go do the end oh. of the game after that. And you can recruit Kuno to go with you as a junior, like to the island. To the island. I have no idea what it looks like. I have. <laughs> I fucking have to look into it. I have to. Oh know. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. I need to know. I need to know. His dialogue must be incredible I know, with the, I, I the old, so the old withered soldier on that island. Oh, he, you, oh my god! I yeah. Would would he talk to the cryptid? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Patrick does. Yeah, does Kuno does talk to Kuno him? talk to the cryptid? This is it's fucking wild, right? This is nothing. Like, you know, poor Kado. Kado's like <laughs> the like, cryptid. What the fuck me? are you talking about? Um, like, does he get a cop outfit? Like, what's his deal? I don't know. Uh, yeah, if Kim meets a bad end during the tribunal landing in the hospital, Kuno can be recruited to act as your sidekick for the remainder of the game. The advantages are the hilarity of having the equivalent of a wound up monkey jumping around on you all the time and the opportunity to recruit him into the RCM, which nets an achievement. Oh, he doesn't have a camera, so you don't get any proof of the wow. of the cryptid which is such a big thing. Well, yeah, we'll get into the cryptid later. Yeah, That's sure fucking that, well. Man, so, my, boy, that really <laughs> yeah. that whole so the, my, my <laughs> point is did not expect that to go incredible. that way. <laughs> you meet Kuno and Kuno Kuno Ese, Kuno Ease, Kuno Also, it's a phasmid, not a cryptid. I'm sorry. So I feel like we should be I, it, like, yeah, more the, specific. Yeah, it is a phasmid. Apologies to the phasmid. Um <laughs> <laughs> the uh, canceled for saying the phasmid was a cryptid. <laughs> uh, this is a game. Chris Eliza <laughs> will not give this up. Oh, <laughs> uh, the the opening of this game puts you front, you know, face to face with characters who are throwing slurs at you, who are virulent racists. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a game that dares you to quit it, and I don't know that that is successful. And in fact, there's a there's a video going around right now with one of the lead writers on the game who basically says. 
that, you know, in, in not as many words, you'd have to go look up the, the footage. Uh, but it's basically like, hey, this is a game that has to compete with social media for your time. They're like, I'm not competing with literature. I'm competing with you looking at your Twitter feed right now. Uh, and that is part of why the game is so striking and so abrasive and so like willing to be like a punch and a, a, a gut punch. But I actually think those are the moments that are the weakest for me, having stepped back from this game now, that like, I think there's a way to tell the Kuno story without him immediately calling you a homophobic slur, without the like constant aggressive uh, barrage of needing to talk to racists at the top of that game. Because those characters aren't that important is the thing in the, in the long run. The two like shitty racist dudes you meet right away, yeah. neither of them matter at all. And they're still... It's, and also that's not even that important to the like the... The mystery the or the story I mean, like, or they, the... Like, they are, like they're important to like a like a tap. Yes, like, it a is tapestry, that, like, like you said, yes. Racism is very you know prevalent right. and like, you know, uh, foundational to a lot of what is happening thematically right. in this world. But it is not like this is a story of like uh, like uh, some sort of hate crime like related to racism. And that's why up front we need to be like, yo, um, <laughs> you right. know. Uh, and Kata, you're still yeah. very early. So you're like in the heart of all the shit that I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, I just meant... Measurehead. Yeah, Measurehead, the black nationalist. Is a lot. Who is who has adopted white uh ethnocentric uh supremacist measure like like basically uh, measuring techniques yeah. to see what a good person is and proved he's like, oh, but it's me, it's people like me. Uh not African because this game does not take place in our world, but takes place in a well, I mean, once you Patrick, did you did you talk to what's her face about what the world really is? The rich lady, oh. the the lady, yes, yeah, the um, the pale, the pale. You know about the pale? Whew. I fucking know about the pale. The pale is wild. And I almost bought a book about the pale. What you the should fuck? buy a book about the pale. You should buy a book. <laughs> you don't need to buy. No, I will don't. say this: yeah. you don't need to buy the book about the pale. <laughs> okay, but uh, but also, Kato. Yeah, we'll get into we'll get into this because we're gonna spoil part of it. We're gonna spoil it for yeah, you. Fine, but yeah, even the the unre- the, the uh. Unveiling of what the pale is is you should not finish this game like bef- without doing yeah. it. Okay. Like it is that the like the church that the cryptid the stuff cryptid. like the church. Uh, um, you have to do all of those things because it. And I, I'm, I'm gonna say I think you have to do all those things for reasons that are about what the game wants to say. Even like I think they're cool. They're the best. They're like some of my favorite bits. I think my my favorite thing in this game. Is are there ways to even miss those things? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. Uh-huh. This game is. You don't have to go talk to any. Like, I, I actually want to see what like the you could do this game, this game in. I, I finished it in twenty five hours. You could do it in half. Totally. Easy. Huh. Totally. You could ignore so many side things. For me, the best thing in this game, my favorite moment in this game, my two favorite. Mm, Side stuff is all my favorite stuff in this game. Like that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe there's one or two moments in the main arc that I think are fantastic, fantastic. But things like talking to the working class woman, the end of the working class woman uh, arc, the mm-hmm. talking to the Sunday friend, talking to uh, doing the <laughs> dude, the Sunday friend conversation is Sunday friend. in did fucking you, uh, incredible. Did you uh, unlock the um, what is it? Uh, no, the homosexual agenda or the homo whatever agenda. Hold on, let me find, find I it. A, I took a I underground. A I said, I said, um, I said, uh, I, I yes. said, I said agenda. It's underground. I did not, but wanted to because it's so clear that Harry is way into the other dude. Yeah, we should set up. There's a yeah. There's a there's a mysterious as you're early on as you're inspecting 
uh, it's like weird. So weirdly, you could do lots of things in this game out of order, yes. but it mm. won't necessarily lock those things out, right? So there are like there are certain like when you're quote unquote solving certain parts of the of the murder to forward the sort of the a plot. There are moments where like you'll get a like a a, a low percentage check where it's just like ah, you want to solve this, bro, and it's just like there was one that I just I solved and it was pretty low percentage. I was like, oh. I, I clearly, there are probably like six different subplots that I am skipping over, but I will go back and do later. And one of them is there's a man smoking uh, up above where the body, like they have a good vantage point of where the body was hung. And, the, the, you know, that person says like, you know, come back and visit me at X amount of time. And so you have to, over the course of several days, like come back, find this person. And it's like immediately clear that like your character is... Infatuated, like, in fact, like completely. infatuated. I don't know if I go as far as attracted, but it's like taken. Like the, all the dialogue it's is the written. Moment. I think you can interpret yeah. it a bunch. I think you can interpret it a couple different ways. But at the very least, the the your your character, and I think maybe this is, maybe comes down to how you how you then role play yeah, yeah. the character and where you choose to take it. Um, but it is very much like you are intrigued. Like this is a fancy, intriguing man, and his like. Laissez-faire, like laid back, like his shirt smoking is un- a like cigarette slightly unbuttoned, the wall. smoking a cigarette. Yeah. You were just like, "Who the fuck is this man?" And all the time, why can't I like, stop thinking about him? <laughs> yes, and even and like there are little like moments where like uh, uh, Kutsuragi is like, like they'll do the, like this, some of my favorite asides in the dialogue are just like, and Kim is looking at you strangely or is oddly intrigued by like what you're doing, and it's like even his observations of your character are like. You just can't get this person out of your head. And so there's a moment towards the one of the last like sort of like bits you could do in the end game where, yes, like the the Sunday friend shows uh, up again and you can choose to like, yeah, sign up to be part of um, uh, where is it? The thought that I have, the thought, maybe this is a different thing. The thought that I have that that I unlocked but didn't learn because I didn't have the space for it was homosexual underground. Uh, which, based on the wiki description, is basically doesn't give you any stat boosts. So thoughts, thoughts in this game yeah. are things that uh, enter your mind. I've, we talked on a previous episode about the way in which, like early on, one of the first things you can do is if you're if you come across if you make choices that are about like not being a shitty patriarchal misogynist, the game will be like, oh, you're a fucking feminist, aren't you? You're oh, you're like a big friend of the women, aren't you? You just you fucking hate machismo. Uh, do you want to? I bet you want to commit to being part of the feminist agenda, don't you? And you're like, yeah. And so then you learn the feminist agenda over the course of a few hours of in-game time. Your character eventually internalizes it, and then you get a bonus from that. And I think a negative end a bonus. I think feminine, inexplicable feminist agenda gives you plus two authority against males, uh, plus one empathy over – or sorry, gives you plus two authority on males while you're learning the thing. Mm. And then once you've internalized it, it becomes plus one empathy and minus one electrochemistry. Electrochemistry hmm. is your like I'm drunk and high skill, which is weird. Uh, which is weird. Which uh, the I couldn't find my screenshot. I'm but sorry. anyway, yes, I I I unlocked that, and it was a it was a delightful. Was that like part based on what the, it says on the wiki? It's just like for a day, your character is just like obsessing about other people's yeah, well, sexualities, because, basically. Eh, I never like discovered anything of the dialogue, but it's more like the setup with the Sunday friend is like. Is it, I don't think. I don't think you can become part of this underground. Like, why would you, <laughs> a cop, want to become part of this, the homosexual underground? And, like, one of the options you can get is, like, dude, I don't remember what I've done for the last week. There is every good a chance that I am, I, I am into disco and I'm part of the homosexual underground. He's like, 
Yeah, that makes sense. For 24 hours, you can join us. And uh, it's <laughs> very good. It's just a it's a it's a good the, so those little moments the moments uh, you know the so I think there's there's two characters there's Smoker on the balcony and there's Sunday Friend who is the guy that he's like right Sunday up Friend with. is in is yes. in is, yes, yeah. is in the room I always think of it as Sunday I Friend because that's what the the, the quest line is called um, yeah but called. those moments end up being the standout ones for me more than most of the main plot stuff. I'm curious for both of you, like the fact that you're at almost at the end of day one, Kato, Patrick, obviously you finished it. Where was the moment where you're like, all right, I've gotten past and I'm, I'm in, I'm in, you know what? I'm going to keep playing this game. Honestly, I think, well, it was like one of the last things I just, I did in my run through is something about, and this is like a very silly part of this, but it was going through that apartment building. Yeah, the abandoned bit. Uh, the like, just, wait, mm-hmm. which 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 abandoned? Which the one behind the bookstore? Okay, the the one attached to the bookstore. That's filled with the shops and stuff. Yeah, and, and the, the gym and the and the game dev. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, which I just thought uh-huh. was very funny. Um, and it's just like I don't know. It it, it opened up the like the sense of this space in a way that I thought like, okay, there's going to be more under here because like, yeah, like the, those first interactions can be pretty rough with the racist, the, the racist lorry driver and uh measure head. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it was just like this like tonal thing of like, okay, there's, there's going to be moments of levity to kind of punctuate some of this like grime. And then when I left, that I had a shivers moment that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, where you just like take in for like a moment. It's like ra- it's been raining this whole day and you like are kind of just take in the the city kind of around you. The, the whole screen zooms out and you have options to kind of just like think about what's in like the four directions around you. And just like some of that prose about the things kind of the city moving and like the different parts of the city like really made it feel alive and I was like, okay, I'm I'm here for more of this. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Patrick, how about you? It's oh man, you know. It's when <laughs> you you don't know how to get that body down and there's a couple options. What were the other options? Because I only took one option. I don't know. Me either. I assume you could have tried to climb the ladder. I, I guess that makes sense. That's maybe one of them. Um but there, at least in, this, in my playthrough, and it sounds like you had this, this, this. I had well, a three percent chance, and it worked. Yeah. So I have to. This admit, is, is after it, getting close. Yeah. So the, okay. okay. So there's okay. A, so there's a body that is hanging, uh-huh. and it's too hard to approach it because yeah. it smells so bad. Because you're a shitty cop who's left it there for a week. Yep. And so you finally go up to go up to it to examine it, and you puke all over the place. And then and then do you do it twice before you learn the? Wait, plot? I lied. What? I lied about my thing. I'm uh, so sorry. I have okay. to. Re- this will be quick. <laughs> okay. It was opening the the fucking clipboard. Oh, that moment's great. Opening the clipboard and uh, reading like your history reading, and shit. You know, uh, specifically reading the letter that's in the inside. Okay. Where the you, letter to you. I didn't know what was happening when it when I blacked out, and I thought the game reset because you're right. blacked out again the way that you are at the beginning. Right. But the fact that this thing, like something obviously another person affected the character that much yeah. was uh at like that was I did those two things back to back. It was like after I did that I like I like woke up and like went and explored that building and I was like, okay, I'm in. You're in. I'm yeah, fucking yeah, in. Yeah. That's a good that's a good back to back for yeah. sure. 
Uh, so Patrick, Sorry. yours is yeah. so so yeah. So you go to a purchase body to to, to investigate it. To actually, you know, mm-hmm. take a look at it. You get sick. You puke twice. You if you don't fail if you or you or or you survive the check and you don't. Wow, puke, like, wow. You know, look at you, fancy. You are a superstar cop. Um, My ass had to internalize a whole thought that was like garbage. <laughs> it was uh, uh, what's it called? Shit. It was about shit. It is he, about he, shit. Because Kim tells you to get your shit together. Yeah. And it was like uh, pneumatic <laughs> shit compressor. That's is what it the is. thought or something yeah, like it that. Is. Yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> but you know, that, that goes that goes to show that this little exchange where like I never got that thought cabinet right, option. Right. Because I succeed, like it's like little things that like don't alter your like entire playthrough. Like, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a simplistic analogy, but like, Disco Elysium is in some ways right in line with like a, a Telltale game, and that oh, yeah. like the A to Z, A to Z is pretty much the same for everyone else, and then it's just that you're like turn you're turning dials in different directions um, along the way. That makes substantial, incredible differences to like the perception of the character and how you treat others. But like the actual like getting to A to Z is is roughly the same, um, seemingly roughly the same for for everyone yeah. else. But um, but you so, did not yeah, puke at the legs of this fucking did dude. Not, okay. I did not puke, so I did not get the shit thought cabinet. I mean, and my you, thought cabinet might be made of shit, yeah. but and you you I puked once or twice, and, and then, then I got the le- got I got the, the, the thing, and then I and then I got close enough. I got that thought cabinet, and I puked again on a fucking like seventy two percent chance. Amazing. So you have to still you still have to cut down. You still have still, to get to the body. Yeah, I haven't even okay. gotten to the. Body. So you get to the body, you evaluate it, you get to like poke at it and uh-huh. kind of figure out what's going on as best you can, and then it's like all right, time to get the body down. And then and yeah, like the I was like uh, there was one where I was like, hey, Kim, give me your gun, uh, uh, or like let's shoot it down. And Kim's like, well, let me. I don't trust you with a gun. And then he tries yeah. and misses. And he's like, come on, Kim, give me that gun. And he's like, no. I was like, give me the. Come on, Kim, give me that gun. It's like, ugh. Uh, the the first of many uh, with oh, a roll yeah. eye that like Kim gives your character over the course of this of this game. <laughs> and yeah, there's this like shoot the like the tiny rope and it's like a three percent chance which makes me wonder is it actually a three percent chance? is it not. really possible that both you and i had a three percent roll and we both got yeah. it um which i'm actually i would be 100 percent okay if this game actually lies about it here sometimes. and there yeah totally um because or if it was it's checking, like a, what if it so was much... checking a different thing what if it was like or you get a secret bonus if your inland empire is high enough or you get a secret bonus maybe if you're, you know what i mean that'd be cool I'd be down with it. I, I don't care. I don't mind. And I'd be being fine. Lied I'd be to. fine because, like, yeah. I, I, now I'm curious That's after people listen to this. Like, if you if you missed if you failed the check, like I I'm so curious to know how do you get the body down? Like, what actually yeah. happens? And I'm and I'm sure because the, the way this game works is that there are no fail states. You fail forward, so I'm sure you missed that. And then the, another thing is like, all right, well, now that we didn't Let's do just that, pull it down. Shitty maybe, thing. Maybe just, it yeah, hurts like, the body. Yeah. Maybe you know. Maybe you, yeah. Maybe you. Maybe you never get those boots if you don't shoot that thing. I off. definitely got those boots. Um, and uh, yeah, so you, that you, moment. You, you 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 roll it. You you it uh, it shoots, and um, the game does this thing every once in a while when it has certain types of checks where the the UI goes away. <sighs> it's so it zooms in just very subtly, and then. You get the the pl- you basically like every time it did that. I thought I ro- I rolled the check, which is not true. Like you, it doesn't no, mean it, it was does a, not. a successful check. It just means that the game is like zooming in on a particular moment, and then you'll get a slight like you know green or red hue 
you know, cueing you in on which one. And like, yeah, like he shoots it down. You have a chance to high five Kusaragi. You get the aces high. Yeah. Thought cam. Did you know there's an aces the low? There's an aces For low. A there's a second. There's a high five and then a low five. I didn't get the aces low, but apparently you can get an aces <sighs> low. I feel like I've, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe that's a consolation prize to the people who don't get yeah, maybe. aces high. No, no, maybe I think it's I think it up. is. No? So this is the thing. And this is this is the thing. I'm going to read you aces low. Please. Uh, okay. Do aces low to get it. It's do aces low move after Kim offers high five. Interfacing check after you shoot down the corpse. You're given three choices. The first one leads to aces high. The second one leads to aces high. The third one doesn't do either. I don't know where aces low comes from here, but here's the text. The, it's, a, it's a thought. It's a thought cabinet thought. Uh, problem. The Insulidian Civil War was not the first war to see the use of hybrid airships on both sides, but it was uh, but it was the coolest. Uh, for an entire decade, uh, folded multi-rotor fighters got into dogfights above Revishal, Ozan, uh, Sem- Seminine, uh, and the Arcade Islands, uh, spitting death at one another. They flew over sandy beaches and shot each other out of the azure sky, crashing into city blocks and setting inland fo- uh, island forests ablaze. The Aces Low was a custom... Okay, so the Aces High, I remember, pilots did the Aces High. That's the... the fe- the the lore behind the aces high the aces low was a cus- was custom among revolutionary brigades performed after multiple kills lieutenant kitsuraki seems fond of it why solution for the rest of the world the aces low is just some cool revishal thing politically neutral and revishal it still holds revolutionary connotations also have you looked at lieutenant kitsuraki's clothes he wears a bomber jacket just like the ones worn by aerostatic brigades and those cargo pants look like they could fit tools for hot fixing your burning aerostatic you should ask him about this. And so I did eventually ask him about the the Aces High, like, or about his, like... I have an answer. Yeah. Do you? What yes, is the answer? So there's a Reddit thread about, about Aces okay. Low. Okay. Um, says, um, uh, after shooting the belt to get the hangman down from the tree, I got the option first high, then an option to wait low oh, for from I Kitsuragi. Someone asked, do you remember if there was a skill check? And then the person says, from what I remember, there are no skill checks involved. And then... Um, Someone else who did get the option, because um, I guess people have like Google Sheets to try and figure out, like not it's not hundred percent. Maybe it's solved now. This is from two yeah, months yeah, ago yeah, when people were trying to figure out, out yeah. how everything fills out. Um, and someone else points out there, uh, there's got to be a passive skill check. So must said, I did the same. Shot the belt. Um, sorry, it was, it was a belt, not a rope yeah. that the person was hung from. Um, and uh, no option at all. Uh, to wait for aces low. So it's possible. There's yeah, there's a, a skill check that it's looking for that it. There are there's sometimes skill checks where it's like, hey, you know, perception skill check. Right. Like, you this know, is why I boosted my perception because I saw it happen again right. and again. Right. Whereas sometimes there are skill checks happening that you'll just never know about. Like they just happen underneath the surface, um, which is cool. Like I like yeah. the fact that like you don't even know you don't know. This, a different approach to this game would be to always tell you what you're missing, yeah. which mm-hmm. is how most games handle outer, outer, skill checks. Uh, uh, Worlds did that, if you remember, where it would show up and be like, or maybe that was an option I put on, but it'd be like, oh, you don't have a science. Well, that's 75. how a lot of those yeah. games. So Fallout also does that mm-hmm. a lot too, which is like, here are the different options. Like, you just don't have speech 99, and I actually think it's, I, I, I think it's cooler that the game does both. Yes. It play. It's like there are certain ones it wants to surface to you to give you different approaches, and then there are other things that are just. Yeah, like why would that show up? You don't have the perception for right. it. Yeah. You don't again. You don't even know. So this, you don't even know. Why would you know that you're missing out on something? Right. You know. Right. Um, uh, so I guess this so is one of my very thought- quickly just did the math. Yes. Uh, there's technically, if I did the math right, 36 options for two six sided dice to come up as. Mm-hmm. 
there might be a few extra in there, but if you do that, the double six, getting a double six is three percent. And all I mean that's true. That's why that's it's literally just so that's, like, that's why no, it's three percent. Yeah. That's correct. Because you always succeed on a double six. The yeah. way the skill system works is yeah. there's a number that you have to get better than, and that is the combination of your skill plus the two dice that you roll. Yep. So if you have a ten and you have a five in the skill, you only need to roll a five between those two dice. You're probably gonna get a success. A double six always succeeds, a double one no always what. always fails. Right. Even if you have the skill. So even if you had eight in the thing and the skill check was a five and you should just succeed if you roll a double one you still fail um so that's definitely the moment the moment i was all the way in patrick is the same moment as you i think which is the ace is high but i think that whole sequence of examining the body getting the body down and digging deep into what it is the moment when you start talking i mean again i don't know if you did this but when you start talking to the dead body um when it starts talking Mm -hmm. back to you um there's a particular shivers (laughs) check um that blew me away and i think is maybe you know i i wrote in my top in my top 10 list about this game and one of my beefs with it and we'll talk about this later is that while it's incredibly good at uh at just dissecting uh contemporary neoliberal ideology where like it really really goes hard on centrism um, it doesn't ever offer a next step or an image of what we should be rooting f- what we should what we realistically can be rooting for or what what positive change looks like. And and I stand by that. And to some degrees, I'm being polemical here in the same way that the game is being polemical because critics get to be polemical too. Also, um, but, but couldn't you also perceive the game as being like deeply cynical that any of it matters? That like, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that is, my, the, that like, is my critique. That I, that I think the, the, the game's like, like, is like, no, like the revolution... It happened. Like yeah. it failed. Yes, that like, is my actually. This is the best but, we can, like. This but, is the but best I we don't. Hope I for. don't think it's that because of things like the conversation with the Sunday friend and the dude with his kid. Where like that. So Sunday friend for for you. But isn't that but isn't that just carving out like niches in a fucked world? Oh, and, no, because like, only because it, it loops in on itself, right? Because the Sunday friend is the person who says. That neoliberalism, that the third way, the third way uh, kind of democratic, pro-capitalist, pro-social, you know, progressivism is the best that we can do. That conversation with him where he is like talking about uh, – so Sunday Friend is a guy who's staying in the smoking man's room or maybe vice versa. Not the smoking man but the, the, the smoker on the balcony. <laughs> well, honestly, this, yeah. this, this game oh, does go pretty X-Files absolutely, at a certain absolutely. point. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but the, you talk to him and he is like an, he's like an, you know, IMF, you know, bureaucrat, basically. He's here to make sure that the, the money in Revishaw does not become, you know, the, the, the currency does not become inflated or whatever. And I've never seen a character written with such incredible disdain, uh, such a clear takedown of this style of American or Western European bureaucrat who wants to slowly bring the entire world into that system of being um, where they are constantly demeaning everything that they say. Every every nation, every person that they say, of course there is the heart of of human of, of a human in there. They're constantly at the same time putting them down. They're saying like, of course Revishal could one day become a state that's part of the the you know global community. Uh, but but really what I mean is it's going to be in a like a parole state indefinitely. 
it's so good at taking down that sort of centrism, even as it offers it to you. Um, but what it, and, and I mean, these are the devs who got up and said, thanks to Marx and Ingalls. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is not, I, I think it is fair to say that what it's doing over and over again is a materialist, you know, uh, a Marxist critique of the world. But the thing about Marxist critique is it goes somewhere. Mm. Um, and, and I think you're right, Patrick. And this is kind of what I said in that, the top, and, and I've seen people reject this. I've seen lots of people say, no, I think this game is still fundamentally communist. But the fact that you could play it, someone who is, you know, politically left, not as far left maybe as me, but take away the fact that it feels like it's just kind of giving the finger to everybody and showing, you know, pulling back the curtain, showing the world for cr the corrupt cynic cynicism that it has. I'm not sure it's giving, I'm not, I, I don't know that it's giving the finger as much as I think it's just deeply pes pessimistic, pessimistic yes, yes. about the ability for, so like for a little finger implies that like, fuck it, it's not worth trying. Like, I do think there is a like revolutionary spirit that's like, oh, it is still worth trying, but it's pessimistic about the chances for meaningful totally. change that would be exist on a, on a systemic level, as opposed to just, Hey, there are certain parts you can of do the good world in your you life. can make better right. Or you can make do good for you or the people around, around you. you. But that is but the third way. That is the to, thing that is so frustrating sure. to me is the thing that people are talking about there. That is not even like localism. That is not even like anarchist commune shit. Like that is literally just philanthropy. That is just, hey, be nice to the people in your life. The systemic stuff is bigger than us anyway, bud. Like you do your best to make people feel better. And for a game that has such a strong revolutionary spirit and that can so vividly draw your attention to systemic injustice to not have some other gateway. This is, again, why I make that case. What I'm building to, though, is the, that I do think that there might be a through line of what comes next. And I think it begins talking to this dude who's hanging the hanged man, um, who is the guy that has been killed. And you're like talking to a spirit, basically. Uh, uh, he says... Um, looking at my face motionless, looking into my eyes, standing here, why are you investigating my murder? And I say, maybe this will lead to something, something indescribable, unforeseen, miraculous. And the hangman says, ha, the clown lips, the clown lips on the corpse appear uh, uh, to smile. The face rotates before you slowly. And I pass this easy shivers check. And the shivers check says, something is on its way, something hidden. It's coming, a miracle from the Northwest. And it's almost here. You can feel it in the air on your hands, the cold spring air smoothing them over. And that thing, of course, ends up being, I almost said cryptid again, I'm sorry. The phasmid <laughs> is literally the thing coming from the Northwest. Uh, and it's also written about in this way that, it, that you see Marx writing about the spirit of communism coming, you, the way that Hegel writes about the spirit of history. Um, and I think that it's so fascinating that the one moment in this game that I have to say is fundamentally optimistic about people and about the history in the world is the very ending where if you go the path that Patrick and I went down, you get a giant stick bug <laughs> that shows up. And that experience of you recognizing something that is fundamentally non-human, still value is, is life that you're supposed to value, is sort of a, a like, you know, one of the big through lines of this game is struggling with humanism. Um, did you do all like the Dolores Day stuff, Patrick? The like church uh, paint? Oh, you did because you got the figurine. The figurine will not save you. Yeah, shit, right? I, yes, um, yes, yes, like, yes. I I wasn't able to like solve any. Of, I couldn't do any of the, either of the major checks okay. on the the painting itself. Um, and you just get history from that do... stuff that you kind of get elsewhere anyway. Oh, okay. The basic gist of it is yeah, the, uh, that like four hundred years ago. This church became a big deal, became a super big deal, right? Um, and then there's like an alliance between th this church is is like a humanist church. It's not a 
there's no like religion. There's no like spiritual. Or it's a crypt. Right. Uh-huh. Or it's a crypt that's connected. <laughs> or it's a series of crypts. Trying to hide something that's trying to swallow the fucking world. Yeah. Uh Politically, this this kind of church, <laughs> this this belief system is a humanist belief system. It's like an Enlightenment era, like philosophist, you know, like a, a, almost like a Kantian humanism. Um, and the thing that happens is one, it becomes the backbone of imperialism in this world. The Dolores Day, I forget the name of the actual humanist church, but like they're the people who bring humanism everywhere. They use humanism mm-hmm. as justification for expansion and war and conflict. Uh, and then two, humanism sides against communism. The moralists who start the revolution with the communists and the anarchists and Revachal end up turning on them, betraying them and becoming the leaders of the national, the international order in the end. Um, and I think it's super interesting to see that as like vilified. And in the end, if you go down the path we went down, what is absolutely not vilified, what seems in fact to be like the one true good in the world is this big stick bug that is inexplicable by science. It's inexplicable by rationality. And you're kind of waiting on something from outside the system to break in, right? Like you can't rely on human systems to save us. Humans are corrupt. They're either the shitty, they're either like the super shitty capitalist lady, the still shitty labor union dude, or the also shitty revolutionary communist guy who has been stalking women for 50 years, apparently. Um, Look, also the bug has consulted with the plants and they've all concluded the humans have created the pale. Right. And actually things were just fine before the humans showed up. And then all of a sudden this um, um, time sucking, memory sucking, (laughs) like ephemeral whatever is the is that is totally eating the world only appearing. So actually the the bug. Well, maybe representing certain things is also just like, yo, if you y'all humans just want to go the fuck yeah, away. We, absolutely. Um, things are good before you showed up. <laughs> I mean, I'm not joking. There's a line where it says, we have consulted with the plants and we have determined. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and I, I'm obviously gesturing at a lot of weird stuff. I'm collapsing a bunch of that analysis here. But I do think. What we're getting at in terms of just like the stuff that works so well are the moments when you're high-fiving Kim, when you're talking to a weird bug, when you are pursuing these side path things. And and I think it is at its best, like you said, when it is about how do you help people in your life. Um, did you do the the working class woman quest? I need to know how that went for you. Yeah. Yeah. I I tried to like towards the end, like poke at some walkthroughs to be like, I'm not gonna play this a right. second time, most likely. So I want to try and do as much as as possible within like the checks that I have available. And so I think I did basically everything that I, that I could. And yeah, the, the working class wife is a, uh, the where, where that ends with, um, you know, you having to, you know, in, inform her that you found her alcoholic, you know, husband, you know, dead in a different part of the map. Um, like I, it was actually like a weird moment where like I put together what was going on before the game. Oh, like allowed me to do that. Like yeah. he's like, oh, call the library. I was like, I know what's yeah. like. No, I. They already gave me enough information about like that. Her husband used to go drinking with his buddies off on you know different parts of the island. Um, yeah. And yeah, like there's a sequence where you have to go and do like a thing that's not like portrayed in a lot. Like it's, there's always a moment in lots of like cop dramas in which like oh time to go inform the parents that like a body was you know their their child was found or something like that. But like. That moment is always like cops shows up the door, knock, mm-hmm. person's face like goes white, cut to wide shot, you hear a scream, right? right. Like that's the yeah. most that you usually get. 
And like Disco Elysium at its best in all sorts of different instances is not wallowing, but like staying in those moments. And you stay in this moment where um, this comes at a time in the arc of the game where uh, your partner, where, where Kutsuragi, like he still looks at you as a fuck up, like no matter how you're playing the character. Cause like there's, there's a world where you're playing as a character that like didn't have a past very recently where you were a fuck up. And, but you're starting to put together enough things in a certain way that he has like kind of a, goes from like a, like a, a begrudging respect to like an actual respect. Yeah. And he, he tries to like talk to you about like how to do your job in a very empathetic way. And like one of those, like before you go in, He's like, how, you know, we should talk about how you're going to, like, one, you're going to be the person that does this. Like, I, I'm not going to yeah. do this. He's almost like, like asking gonna, you to step up. He's like, listen, this is it. Yeah, I can't tell if he doesn't want to right. do it or he's like, and so he's using this as an opportunity <laughs> of, like, passing the buck. Um, because he's a complicated character, yes. too, in a lot of really interesting ways. Um, um, but regardless, like, it's a moment where, and I'm so curious this is something we should touch on because I know this is where some of the criticisms of the game come from of like, it's a game where you can play lots of different characters. And I still think it falls into the uh, trap where like most people are going to play a certain type of character and have a certain type of experience. And I'm then thus never really exposed to how or rarely exposed to how the game deals with the language of its more extreme elements of what it allows you to do as a role player. And so like on a, 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 you know, one version of this is like, I think you can't, you can't be like an asshole when you're revealing it, but you can like fumble it and like not be as sympathetic as you probably should could be, be. Yeah, could um, be. Sh- or should be. And then on the other extreme end of that for like how the game handles various things is right. Like I didn't play as a fascist, <laughs> but like the game certainly can let you is tracking. Yeah. And is 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 incorporating that. And There's a write up out there about that. I think U.S. I want to say U.S. Gamer ran a piece that's like I played as a shitty racist. Okay, here it doesn't go well for you. Like everything is miserable for you. There's no. This is not a heroic thing. Whereas at least if you do the communist run, which makes you sense. Come like, there's nothing as, about the game that suggests right. it would do anything otherwise. Right. But I'm still curious. Like, how does it treat the link? Like, is it is it just the <laughs> at the end of the day? Ah, it all worked. It didn't work out for you. Or are like. How you know it's it's just like in games that like this is a game is explicitly political as opposed to just implicitly political. It's not subtext. It's well, it's subtext and text. But like along the way, how is it handling reactions to your actions? Which the game by mechanically has a built-in great way to comment on your yes. actions, which most games yes. don't. Right? Like most games only have NPCs to respond, in which that gives a limited response for writers to comment on the actions and of the And often players, it can feel forced, by... right? Because it's like, oh, now the person right. who is the, like, the now Parvati is talking, and I'm not I'm not dissing Outer Worlds, this is any RPG where it's like, oh, this is, Cassandra represents the church. Meanwhile, Liliana represents the spies, and so th- those are the different perspectives. This still does that, but you have 26 voices in your head or whatever, and so that's a, that's a lot of ways to, to weigh in. I think the, the working class woman, uh, you know, kind of finale speaks to that because the whole time different parts of your brain are like freaking out. They're like, all right, we cannot fuck this up. Like I cannot say the wrong thing here. Like I think what you should do is bring up her kids. And then another part of your brain is like, no, don't bring up her kids. She used to go talk to her kids. Um, that felt like a boss fight to me. I didn't, I've never wanted to get through a conversation more cleanly and more correctly than that. And yeah. I also think it's interesting because oh, well, did you get through it? Did it go all right for you? Well, no, I did. I would did. But like part of what is, is really clever about the, the way it even structure the dialogue choices is that 
in most games, and this is even true of Disco Elysium, I don't know, 95% of the time, is like you can exhaust all the yeah. options and go back and like op- the pr- previous options that were there or like major choices or like s- checks will still exist. Sometimes there aren't. Yeah. Sometimes it's only forward. Or sometimes because you go down a path, you end up getting like a like so, some of the ways that the checks work is that like when you hover over it, um, you can make a check easier because like you've learned yes. about X, yes. Y, and Z. But then sometimes you can make a check harder because you've learned about yeah. X, Y, and Z. And so like you there, doubt there yourself more because where, you heard the the suspect yes. say something that makes you believe that they're innocent. And so now you believe now you yeah like yeah. I. My greatest regret in this video game was that at the conclusion of the arc of the cryptozoology quest um, is that when you're uh, when you go to return to talk to what's her name? Not Leslie. Uh, it is an L name, though. I forget uh, her name. The wife. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, the conclusion of that uh, of that arc is that th- the reason she got together with her husband was because. <sighs> oh, she she had a she had a story when she was a, a young girl that she thought she saw a, a phasmid and just like a lot of stories that we have as kids where you think you see something and it becomes yeah. some level of permanence. And she had told that story and like, that's like on a date. And then it turns out that he was into like studying like cryptozoology and phasmids and cryptids. And like, she's been telling a lie that's at the core of like their attraction yeah. to each other initially her whole life. And I was going through the the dialogue choices and there's one where it's a, it's a you know a skill check which is like tell her that act like um like reassure her that like the core of her marriage is not foundationally built on a lie and that actually what you built out of that means more than like a silly story um and i went down different dialogue paths and when i came back it was gone like and, no. the, and, the, and it resolved itself and it still resolved itself yeah. like okay yeah, but but i didn't get to like have that moment and it was a 98% oh. like Skill check, like it was, which is why I was like, "Well, I'll just come back to this." Nope. Like that's a that's swish. Um, and I looked; at, it was one of the rare times. I was like, "I'm gonna go back to an old save." My old save was from two no. hours ago. Like I hadn't had an auto save. I had nothing recent, God. and I just had to live with it. It made me feel so shitty. But it's like it's inconsequential to like any of the a plot. But that is the thing I will think about Forever. a yeah. year from now totally. when I think about that game, which is a testament to. It's writing to like the investment you get with like what would seem like silly side quests. Um, Totally. So let's take a quick uh, break and then we'll talk more about some of our favorite stuff. Uh, We'll be right back. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, we're back. Uh, we definitely didn't take a 20-minute break to deal with timesheets and 
talk about baseball. Uh, <laughs> what are some other what are some other highlights for y'all in terms of uh, stuff you've seen in this game? Uh, Pat, or, or Kato, you brought up the game stuff, which you don't know where that goes yet. But I will say that goes to that intersects with one of my favorite quests for sure. Um, did you do all the church stuff, Patrick? I did. Um, I mean, I, or like, it, well, you know what? I it's mean. actually like hard for me to imagine people not like. When you start this game, it yeah. feels enormous um, because there is such a density to the location. But then as you go along, I was actually annoyed there wasn't like fast travel. It's like, oh, fuck, I really got to like cross this map again for not, for like no good reason. Um, but there uh, it's actually like a fairly small centralized space, which is which is a compliment to the game. Right. Like I think games are so traditionally obsessed with map size being like a, a net positive, And I think disco you know, it's specific to the type of story it's telling, mm-hmm. you know, by, by to some degree. But I like the fact that it's basically like a block, like one block plus like one little neighborhood off to the side on, yeah. on, on part of an island. And yeah, the church, uh, the church quest is great, uh, both for like where the church quest, like just the people that are involved. I with love that crew the, so fucking much. The, the, the drug, the drug ravers out on their little Arctic Island. And then the, you know, the science woman in there. And then, I don't know, have we come down on who the cat man is? Uh, what, what is he? What does he represent? <laughs> he got me sober, Excuse? so I'm thankful for him. He's the one who gave me the sober thought. Did you get the, the going sober yes. straight thought? Yes. Um, I know you can get that somewhere else too, but he was the one who was like, listen, man, I can tell you we're going through it. I have gone through it too. I live up at the top of this church at the in the spire, which later you learn is where the world opens up into nothingness maybe there's a there's a hole in the mm-hmm. world he lives up there so uh, you know good for him i guess uh yeah i don't he seems cool though he's the crab man seems like he's crab? okay i mean he's a they spy, call him the crab man they call him the crab man. He, cat he's also a cat he moves well, around like but a cat he has like cat like you know agility <laughs> but yeah he is called the crab man by the ravers uh, nearby who um, rule, interested who in. rule absolutely. Hardcore. They rule hardcore. <laughs> they are Eggman for president. Absolutely, he rules the leader. Like not the leader. Well, so there's two leaders, right? Because there's Noid, who seems like he's the leader, uh, who seems like he he's the other character in this world who feels like he's thought a lot about this world and is trying to figure out what do you do in it? Mm. Um, and the answer is do a lot of drugs and start raving in a church unless a cop comes around and says you can rave in the church, but please don't start cooking up meth in there. Uh, is that what you did? That's what I did. Yeah. That was that was the compromise. <laughs> I was like, I let me make the them. compromise. Let me be compromise cop and bring the game dev and also the, the game dev who is researching a hole in the earth and also the ravers in. Um, did you get the whole story on what's her name? The, um, not Suna. What is the, what is the lady who's with that crew? Uh, she's the one who's like not in the tent, but is part of the crew. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't feel like there, I believe I got multiple times like during conversations with her, like you'd get, sometimes you'll get, um, whether it's from one of the thought catalogs or, or, or something else. It'll be like, you feel like there's something else. about her you yeah. just don't quite get. And I don't know that I fully, un- I don't remember unlocking that. She is from the, um, the the mob she is like tied to organized crime like capital and oh. the mob what i think the group that you end up being question mark question mark question mark associated with did you get that stuff maybe i got that through her 
there's a bit somewhere along the way where you, me at least, get this idea in my head that am I a crooked cop working for this giant mobster? And it may have come no. from her. It may have come from her. One of the big final conversations I had was with the other cops at the end where you get to straight up be like, hey, am I on the take from this hotshot, shitty, like, crime lord? Um, and I think that that's, if there's a sequel to this game, I think it's going to be in Jamrock because he's, like, the guy who secretly yeah. runs Jamrock and all of – half of Jamrock, including the, the police, are in his back pocket – um, including maybe people you know, you're not really sure. Um, but you can trade a bit. Not like, Kim. I not it can't Kim. Be Kim. So I think Kim, Kim, star of the game, uh, moralist. You know, claims to be a centrist. Claims to be like, you know what? Maybe centrism is the best we got. I think he has the heart of a revolutionary. He's just keeping it quiet. I can feel. I it think. I, I, but I also, you get the sense, and you don't. You, you, there are only a couple of times in the game where you get him to properly open up. Um, the pinball about shit. something. One Dude. is that he doesn't like pinball. <laughs> Dude, um, it's so good. Is but you you get the sense that he's had such a hard life that I think I take his um, centrism is more. It's not even pragmatism. No. It's almost practicality. It's just like, look, man, like this fucking sucks. Yeah. I'm good at what I'm good at. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this and just like. Have you seen? Have you seen what it's like to try even do that? Like, I think if you were to get him down, and have a couple of drinks with him, yeah. which you shouldn't do that because your your boy has not done well on the drinking front. No. But like, if you're really like like just like chill out, like he would tell you some stories. I bet maybe not of things that he's done, but things he has seen. He feels like, like if you told me that his parents were part of the revolution, I would believe yes. it in a second. Yeah, you know, I think he's heard those stories, or he's he knows those people closely, intimately, has seen the failure firsthand, has, has seen the defeat. Uh, it feels it in his blood, and I do think you're right that like it isn't it is it is pragmatism, but it's almost- that that and he that and he is also like like your he is a better cipher for like the the xenophobia and the racism oh, yeah. oh, that yeah. exists in this game in which that seethes under the 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 like some of my favorite moments with him are where there are moments where you can't outright be a racist or you can sort of just like ignore the racism in front of you to mm-hmm. like try and get an answer out of someone. And there are moments where he'll like pull. There's one where he pulls you aside and is like, "The fuck, dude! Like, why did you say that?" And you can like, there's a couple routes you can go with that. Of course, I was like, I was just trying to get the answer. Of course, that's not how I feel. But like, there's just so much about him that is implied in a really interesting way that gives him a lot of texture. Yeah. Uh, also, really well voice acted. He is such a. Yeah. There's you know there's a stat in this game called authority, um, which is about you like being a tough a tough guy who gets answers or whatever but i actually think that part of it is is about like owning the space and every time he opens his mouth it's like i'm gonna do whatever he i think the voice actor has high authority over me <laughs> in the sense that just like uh-huh. i want to impress him i want Plus to not one let him kim down. authority yeah a hundred percent like i just don't want to well, there is kim. there is a <laughs> there is kim empathy there yes. is so there's, there's specific, empathy yeah. and then there's a specific substat that is called Kim empathy, yes, yes. <laughs> which I was so proud. I think I get that from Aces High. Yeah, that I think makes one sense. is just that like, yo, you're. Cl-. It's basically just means like, are you closer to Kim? And uh, that's all. That's the only validation I ever wanted in life was trust him with my Kim whole life, man. Um, my my favorite stuff. So one, the, the church stuff ends with that dance sequence, which I managed to do. I put on all of my Me danciest too. clothes. 
I had I also had the flashlight in my hand, which <laughs> is hilarious looking. You're just fucking bopping around on your one leg, jumping around, doing twirls, and you have a flashlight out. It's great. Um uh there are a number of sequences, there's a number of musical sequences in this game. There's one towards the very end where you put on the radio on a boat. That's a very good moment. Uh and then there's the karaoke moment, which I th- think you told me you failed. Does that did it I go? I did. I was trying to find I thought I took a photo of the uh the dance the dance sequence when you can get uh Kitsuragi to dance with you. Oh, um, I didn't Oh no, I missed that. So I did all you the You didn't so, get that? No. So, I did the So that's, tr- an, oh, that's I think it's oh, an authority. So it's, I think it's an <laughs> So I think it's an authority check. Uh, he wasn't um, there with me. I did all of that church shit after he went to bed. I did all of it without him because I realized I so this game is a real not a real time clock but this game is a clock that when you talk to people time advances and I was so enamored with the church shit that I was like I'm not giving this another night I'm clearing this up right now <laughs> and I hit 2am and it stops going the clock stops advancing at that point you just talk to as many people as you want to at that point um, and so I did and I didn't I didn't. I finished it without without Kim. I went back the next day. I wanted. I wish there had been. There was not. But I wanted there to be a thing where I could have broken down for Kim what had happened. Like Kim, you got to meet these people. These people are great. So that conversation happened in my brain. It didn't happen in the game. But you could dance with them. Okay, hold on. I'm te- I'm texting you a video because it's too long for okay. me to put in Discord. Um, yeah. I just sent it to you. Thank you. Um, so there's a yes. So if you bring Kim with you to the church, and there's a sequence where it's like you can feel the dance, and it's like you can just choose to start doing horrible dad moves on the dance floor and Good. it's tremendous and then I, th- I think it's an authority check where uh you can you can essentially keep peer pressuring kutsuragi to like get out on the dance floor with you and then he he's so reluctant he's so reluctant and then eventually you can get him to do it and he just busts a fucking move yes look at it him is oh doing that step oh i love it i love it oh this this is me just cackling yeah. on my phone. Wow, he actually says, now check this shit out. Because <laughs> he did 15 oh, did years I... in juvenile. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Um, Kim Kutsuragi, uh, I understand. People are usually afraid to do things if others aren't already doing them. Dancing makes you dance like sneezing makes you sneeze. Or yawning makes you... He looks around, a little embarrassed of the enthusiasm of his interjection. Anyway, you. We certainly saw that in practice, didn't we? Kutsuragi, yes, I suppose we did. You tore that shit up. Amazing. Kutsuragi, tore it to pieces. <laughs> Amazing. 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 Wow. God. Next well. dialogue piece. Tell me about the egg. <laughs> uh, that whole sequence is great. Um, my favorite moment in the game's main story, I guess there's two. One is the big conflict, the big the big confrontation. But even before that, the moment your skills fail you is incredible. Kato, this is maybe the biggest spoiler that we have. All right. Um, I'm ready. But I can kind of go. I don't know. There's a fucking bug and shit. Yeah. Well, I, you can I'm, miss the bug. You can finish this game without the bug, which really? is, again. You can miss the bug and also, you, we won't spoil, like, when it happens, uh-huh. you will still be in utter awe yeah. at the way the sequence plays out. Like yeah. the moment it occurs, there's no way, Kato, you're gonna be you're gonna <laughs> and, and if anything, Dude. we have given you a gift, which is that you're like, cool, I'm waiting for it. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, did I fuck it up? Did I miss did it? I miss and the then bug? when it happens, a lot of weird you shit's are happened. going to yeah. lose your mind. Good. Great. Great. Um, I'm ready. The 
my favorite one of my favorite moments in the game. I keep saying my favorite. One of my favorite moments in the game is while you're talking to Klasje, Klas, Klas, Klasje. How do you pronounce her name, Patrick? Class. Mm. Which one? The is she the lady on the roof? Kind of a big deal. Kind of like an important the blonde. Oh yeah, I never. I I don't know if they ever pronounce her name. Yeah, I don't know if they they do either. Um, class. It's C. It's sorry. It's K L A A S J E. Uh, which I don't know how to pronounce. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Klasia says the internet. Klasia. Uh, that makes sense. Um, there's a moment. So, so to set that up a little bit, she is an important figure who see has history with the victim. Um, and you're trying to like you interview her a number of times, and each time you get a little bit more detail about what had happened. Uh, kind of one of the things that develops over time is that. You eventually get um, – you eventually learn that there's a bunch of people who are taking responsibility for the death of this guy uh, and they are basically saying uh, you can't arrest us all um, and we had a good reason to do it uh, without getting into the reason. It's it's about, it's about a crime that he supposedly committed um, and over the course of time interviewing those people, interviewing – also note I really love where that relationship ends up – ended up for me, the relationship with the kind of like labor cops, the kind of like union cops ended up with a good – buddy cop vibe at the very end. I don't know if you got that too, but like there's a handshake that felt good. It felt earned to me that I kind of earned their respect. Um, but there's a moment with Klasia where you realize where your volition, my volition anyway, realized that you, I couldn't trust my empathy. Like there's a bit where it's suddenly like, hold on, wait a second. Uh, I see if I have the exact screenshot. I think here it is. Um, uh, you, uh, I don't have the full lead in here, but uh, light brown eyes look back at you directly into the space behind your eye sockets. You see the smoke rises from between her painted red lips. She's beautiful. I have bad news for you. You, what? Volition. You know these guys? Logic. Who, me? Drama. Yes, you. He's talking about you, you boring stiff. Volition. You too. So, you know, referring to, to uh, drama. Uh, uh, and Volition says, these guys are compromised. She got, uh, she's got them singing along to her tune. The little bleeps and bloops you trust for info, you can't trust them anymore. Um, and what develops is like, oh, you're falling for her. Mm. She, she's good at, or more importantly, she's good at this. She is, you are a cop who has closed a billion cases. Uh, you have a reputation for cracking people open, like a can opener. Eventually it gets revealed huh. that like you get information out of people. You're weird, you're unpredictable, but eventually you break them. You get to people open up to you at some point. Um, and she's doing that to you basically. And that sequence is so good of just like, okay, Okay, I'm vulnerable now. Mm-hmm. I've come to trust my my drama skill. I've come to trust my logic. You're saying I can't trust logic? Logic is the one I trust the most. Logic <laughs> is the one that does not there's no interpretation there. That stuff is so good. Um and then and then for me the biggest you know, I, I will say in terms of there's a number of like there's a number of builds at the very end of this game. There's like one big confrontation that you have in a cave, which was okay. Uh, you kind of think you're gonna get some answers. And then there's the big final conference then there's a big final confrontation but between those two i guess is the confrontation in the streets um how did that go for you patrick this is the sort of like uh, the mercenaries show up yeah fortunately this was a moment where uh i'm so curious to see an alternate version of this because 
you saved. Well, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the, a lot of people died in my version of this. So I don't oh, know if yeah. You saved me. Yeah. But um, there was at some point you had said like, hey, make sure you keep the tie on. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I had changed the tie for a drama plus two like bow tie because I just I thought there mm-hmm. were just a lot of really funny, interesting uh, drama checks because I was putting some points into that. Um, and I was like, fine, like I'll, I'll, I'll put on the, the other tie. Cause the tie, you can talk to your tie and that happens a couple of times early on mm-hmm. and then it seemed to stop happening. So I was like, oh cool. Like I'm safe. Like that was just an early bit. And then you were like, nah, like there's, <laughs> there's more to that bit. Uh-huh. So I kept it on, um, which then got me to, you know, purchase the, uh, you know the, the weird blue alcohol spirit or whatever the blue spirit from um that that group of uh, of guys on on the island which then got me to put the tie into the blue spirit which then the game is just like at a time this will matter um the spirit i think it's like what the the quest is maybe called um so but when i got to that that shootout sequence um i was i was trying to talk my way through it like everything else I was like talk 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 and then someone gets shot and I was like, ah, fuck. Now I just need to take an action as opposed to like, I felt like every, I felt like the game was communicating to me like, maybe there is a way out of this through talking, but more people are going to get hurt the longer you think you're just going to like find some sort of rhetorical check that's going to deescalate this situation. And so I threw that spirit bomb at the guy in the big strong armor. Um, and then, uh, and then like what? Like I was able to save... There's a there's a check where you get where you Kutsuragi is about to get shot. Yeah. And I was able to I was able to succeed on that check and save him. Thankfully, I have like um, a really low can I had he a die? Really, is there any way where he dies? I think he gets shot. I don't think he dies. Okay. Um, um uh but then you so also can him. get shot pretty bad, right? Because I got shot. I did. I got Yeah. Yeah, I got shot twice. Yeah. I don't know if that I survived it, thankfully. It, yep. Um I yep. love that even if you have on the armor you get shot and I don't know if you notice this, but there's a description of the armor that explicitly says parts of the legs are not covered. Uh, and that's like, <laughs> yeah, well that's where I fucking got shot, I guess. Um, and also of course these shitty mercenaries know where to shoot me. They wear the same fucking armor right. that do with a, like the gas mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's a lot of the fact that first of all, you show up and there are Kato's again looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the fact that you show up, did you discover who the mercenaries were ahead of time? Did you get to like talk to them? No, I never found their meetup. You can find their meetup. No, they're just in one of them is just in the world. Uh, it's the shitty dude. It's the it's the guy with the protesters. Well, I I, I definitely uh, I concluded that the guy who is pretending to be yes. uh, like to to encourage the scabs to 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 go take the jobs. Like, there's a dialogue option that's like, "Are you wearing a watch? Like, you know, are you talking to someone?" <laughs> and like put together that he was part of that group. But that dialogue option didn't like go much further than that. Can yeah. you find out? I mean, can you learn you, more than that. You be, yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, you could learn more from. I want to say from Klasia because he's the dude's brother. He's the adopted brother of the dude who got hung, the dude who got lynched, mm. and so you can use that in the conversation to give to steady yourself ahead of the Molotov. Uh, oh yeah, I and don't like, think I had and that. like you can try to draw that whole conversation out. Um, in the end, for me, a bunch of people got killed. I've read that you can get out with very low deaths or very high deaths mm-hmm. um, from that whole sequ- sequence. I love how tense. Maybe the only, 
I guess you could have used a gun there too, right? I had the gun back and all that, but I used the the bottle also. But like, I love that there's one fight scene in this game, basically, and it is the tensest fucking thing that feels like it could blow up in right. your face at any point. There's no, there's like sort of tactical decisions <laughs> to make, but not really. <laughs> but you don't, but you don't know how they're gonna play out. Yeah, you've right? no like idea. When I, when I throw this weird spirit bomb that has my talking tie in it, like, like I don't actually bomb. know what what the the <laughs> the, the, the consequence of that is going. <laughs> to be yeah um but that's what gives the that sequence so much weight is because it's the first time that a gun is involved where it feels like okay this game has had like pretty like for a game all about talking oftentimes the rhetorical consequences are um the kinds of things where in other games that's what they're the kind of consequences you get for life and death right it's like when this game is actually going to invoke life and death like i'm scared shitless that they're just going to wipe the floor. Now, like, the people I lost was basically, like, ancillary characters in the Union that have, like, you know, a dozen lines of dialogue. Um, so I didn't, I find it didn't, like, it was it was shocking at first, but didn't land that hard because it was nobody, well, I guess the, the I guess the woman died, like, the lawyer. Um, Wait. Uh, who? The one who's, like, who, like, when you when you go to talk to the Union in uh Oh, in, did she die hotel, for you? Yeah. Yeah, she's the one that, like, she stepped out in front, and she took a bullet, and she, it didn't seem like she was dead, but that's when I, like, took it seriously. I was like, fuck it, throw the bomb. Like, right. I'm I not, can't fuck I'm around not talking anymore. to anyone wow. anymore. Like, I'm just moving on. And she ended up dying, and a couple of the other guys that were part of the union yeah. group, um, the, uh, the, Hardy, the Hardy, the Hardy boys. boys. The Hardy boys. Yeah. Um, damn. Damn. Uh, yeah, I felt bad. She didn't, she seemed like she was... She didn't deserve that, but she was, dude. Yeah. She stepped in. She, she tried. She tried to to to, to, to do her job, which is what she yeah. what she'd been doing the whole time. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then after that, I think the the end game stuff for me again, without getting into some of the stuff around like the phasmid, which we talked about. I don't want to get too specific there. The one of my only other things I really didn't love was how the kind of flashback wife Dolores Day blend stuff. It felt very. This is a game that really easily could have felt top to bottom, very like sad man, like comes to comes to confront his own humanity and like very tropish and cliche and like, yeah, I was a drunk once and I had a bad relationship, but da 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 da. And I think it mostly doesn't do that. It's actually very Harry can be so joyous. Even when he's a sorry cop, he's still like I'm a sorry cop. I'm going to help this woman deal with the fact that her that her husband died. I'm a sorry cop, but this little girl outside of the the bookstore is really charming and nice, and I'm going to be nice to her and ask her about books she likes. Um, I'm going to find out if this the reason all these businesses are failing yes. in this area is because they're fucking cursed. Did you find the <laughs> dice maker? The die maker? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I I, I had them make me a cursed nice. die. Did you drop the uh, Which, one uh, die that she gives you right away? I felt that was the one I wish I could I could have taken back. There's like. I forget how I got it, but she's like, oh, oh I yes. have these two oh, dice. This, that's one of my favorite, oh. re- like, this game has very few reoccurring jokes. Like, this might be the only one. I think this might be the only yeah. reoccurring joke is that there are maybe, I don't know, six times yeah. over the course of my playthrough where you are tossing something to someone or they are tossing something to you and there's a skill check on whether you can toss it properly <laughs> or whether you can catch it properly. It's so good. And- 
you almost never do it. Like at least in my experience, it's like I made the oh, last oh, one. Like the last one I got right, where I pulled out my badge or whatever. I didn't bumble it, but no, I left. I, oh, I so the first time I encountered this this skill check was with the dice maker, and so what happens is like she hands you know she hands you a dice, and it's like, do you want to try and catch it? And I was like, sure. And then it like it was like dice fall sadly to the ground. Everyone sits around awkwardly, feeling uncomfortable. And I was like, and it's like, do you want to pick it up? Do you want to let Kim pick it up? And like, I became so self-conscious after that oh. that I just never tried to catch it again. I let everything <laughs> fall to the ground. I was like, it's just easier to start there. Where like, even in the final well, encounter in the game, where you're doing like a like a, 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 a you know a, an overview of mm-hmm. like everything you've done, can you convince the crew to take you back? Um, where it's like, take out your your badge, and it's like show people your badge. It's like skill check. And I was like, nope, I'm just going to let it fall to the ground. Like I'm just not even going to try. i had a weird week. It's fine. Yep. I just saw a giant, you know, uh, yeah. so. Um, but the, the one of the final things, if, okay, so I think this is only if you've leaned in. So you found the thing that you talked about before, Kato, mm-hmm. the letter in the, in the, uh, the clipboard yeah. or whatever yeah. uh, that gives you a thought almost immediately two thoughts that are both like, basically like I'm a sad divorcee <laughs> right. I can't remember what happened exactly but I feel bad about something right. uh, and there are a number of times throughout the game where you can find a phone and you can call, use the phone to call a random number um, and the first couple times you do it it's just like spooky or funny and eventually you hit one and it's like do not pick up the phone Harry do not dial the number that you can feel in your fingers. Mm. Do not call it. Um, and I did call it because I was like, I want to see what this goes. And you end up calling your ex, but we're like the image oh, of your what? ex. Yeah, dude. In the boardwalk, do you know the boardwalk? There's those phones. The, yeah. Uh, if you go down that line, you end up calling her um, and getting a little bit more on like where she is and what she's doing. And it's it's not clear that you actually call her. It might be you filling in the. It might be your memory filling in the blanks of a call you already had. Mm. But she's like, "Wow, the pale would imply that yeah, yes, that could be possible, hundred <laughs> percent possible." We should talk about the pale. Um, and is yeah, uh, is the miserable. Mm. And it's like there is no way forward that makes you feel good about that relationship. And you end up getting aggressive in this phone call, even if you, like, there's no way through it where you don't come out seeming like an asshole because you're basically like, I want you to still be in my life. Why did you have to go? Why did you have to leave me behind? Uh, who is the person you're with? Oh, yeah, I bet you're having a really happy life now. Like, very bitter shit. And Kim was definitely there for that and was like, are you okay? Who are you talking to? <laughs> um, and then that eventually leads. I only, the only, <sighs> did you get yeah, the, I, I only, I, so I only got the sequence that happens toward the end where you the like dream. walk across the water. Right. And I I hate I hate that, that whole sequence, man. I hate it so much. Because it, there's no setup, right? right. So Well, the setup is if, the thing I just talked about or seeing the painting. But the fact that you can get the thing you're talking about without doing those other things doesn't make any sense took, to me. It took me a while to figure out. I was like, what are we yeah. doing? Like, because So when I saw the painting, I was like, oh, maybe that's just – I was like, when I got to the sequence where you're walking across water, or it's stained and talking glass, to this, but whatever, this, yeah, the stained glass, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I was like, am I talking to a, a god of this world? Which like that would, you know, at this point, that I, would fit in. That would 100 <laughs> percent be like logical in, yeah. in where this is going, and especially like sort of the dream stuff that occurs um, in, in the game. And then I started to put it together. I was like, oh no, like this is the X that has been 
really vaguely alluded to. Like, it, there's yeah. plenty to pick up on that. Like, he had a bad relationship. Some of that is related to his his extraordinary behavior, the extraordinarily destructive behavior. But it's not really unpacked. And so I I thought that was fine. I don't think the game like. That just seemed like that was a bullet point on someone who'd made a lot of bad choices and had arrived at a certain place. But at no point until that sequence did I get the sense that core to this character was their inability to get over a six-year-old, like six years since the conclusion of the relationship, um, mm-hmm. relationship that had run its course that he hadn't gotten over. And you could do creepy stuff I like think it's a metaphor. try to kiss her. Well, yeah, it's, if, it's, it's creepy a, If it's a weird. metaphor... It's a shitty metaphor. I, yeah. In, in that it, it um, it's not, not only like a metaphor. Trying, I think you're right. I think it is also 100%. It's literal. It, it is, is literal. literal him wrestling. Yes. With like, and, and the literal part, I, it, maybe it works better as a metaphor than in, I don't think in, it in does. literal well, terms. We'll talk. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just, yeah, I'm just I, like, I, t- I never thought, I never even thought about it in metaphorical terms. Right. I took it as a literal thing where we're, it's, it's him like having a, a, a manifested dream where he is working through at the end of the game, when he is making some sort of quote unquote progress with himself, he is working through one of his core things, but it's never set up that way. And instead it just seems him seemed like a shitty, bitter ex yes. that can't get over a relationship. And I just didn't buy it. It didn't fit within so, the character I had been playing. And so then I was just angry at the end of the sequence at what the game was trying to suggest about the character itself. I think it is the worst example of the pros in the game. This is pros that can be really moving, especially when it's describing the people in the city, the sense of camaraderie that you have with the people you're working with when it's, when it's, um, you know, I said before one of the things I, I maybe I didn't say this, but I was just thinking it. But the thing I love about the working class woman story when you break the news about about her husband is that that is a thing. Even in a world where I imagine there are no police, even if I can imagine that world where we've completely reformed the justice system, someone still has to break bad news to people. Um, and you can imagine that being someone who's trained in doing that. And this is a conceptualization of a, of a social role that I want people to still be trained for. Um, and so I was like, cool. This the pros in all of those segments can be like so moving and beautiful. The pros in the segment where he is like remembering his wife or his fiance or whatever walking away from him and how bitter he is is so tortured. And I think you can try to come up with an argument about like genre and what like it's purposefully like that. I don't think that's I don't think it holds because it's just so ugly. It's so and it's not ugly in the way of the early abrasion. It's it thinks it's really beautiful pro it seems as if it thinks it's really beautiful prose, mm-hmm. but it's miserable. Um and it is like the worst of the like sad man shit that can be that this game can bring up. I think it's a metaphor. And here's the the case I'm gonna make. One, you see your wife as Dolores Day. Dolores Day is the kind of patron saint of the church of humanism. Uh, and and moralism, uh, the moral in turn, the moral the moralist international is sort of the governmental. Like there's the church, uh, the church of humanism. I forget the actual name of the church. And then there's the the government, which is the moralist in turn. Those two things sided together. Um, uh, the the writing one, she shows up and just looks like stained glass. Like she just looks like walking. Or the character model doesn't, but the the portrait does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is Dolores Day, the innocence of humanism, internationalism, and the welfare state turns around to face you. She's an airship bag in her hand. She seems to be in a hurry. And what follows is what Patrick described, like kind of like bad. You're chasing after your ex as she's leaving you. Please don't break up with me. Can we give it another shot, etc. And you're being a real jerk. You're trying to kiss her. You're trying to hold her hand. You're trying. There's all these options to. make physical demands of her in this moment that she's trying to leave you. Um, And for me, the metaphor here is about humanism and the kind of moralist impulse breaking up with communism, right? You haven't recovered from the bad breakup yet. 
Mm. Especially when you think, Patrick, that then goes right into you meeting the man on the island who is literally haunted by the bad breakup, the failed revolution, right. the dream of a different world. We could have think, you know, uh, this could have been us, but you play in like that is like the the, the tragedy <laughs> of the failed revolution is specifically the tragedy of the kind of moral impulse of society uh, giving up on the utopian impulse of society. The moral impulse said, we can't do this. We can't be as, we can't, you know, uh, have any more, you know, executions of the landlords or whatever, right? Th theoretically, that's the kind of thing that happened here. And the moralists, the middle class, the bourgeois sided against the working class and betrayed them and sided with corporations, sided with with kind of the international liberal, uh, liberal capitalist state. Um, and I think that that's the metaphor at play here. I don't know that it works. And and more importantly, I mean, the other reason I think this is true is one of the last things, I don't know if this happened to you, Patrick, but the phasmid straight up said uh, to me, <laughs> the phasmid said to me <laughs> when I talked to it, um, where is it? Uh, I basically was like, what the fuck should I do? Basically, um, uh, go forward. I'm gonna, right? right. Well, so the exchange is, I've stayed hidden through four forms of government and two scientific revolutions until I was accidentally discovered by a detective of the citizens militia in Revishaw, District of Martinez, <laughs> March 51. So yeah, Martinez is the place. You say, Harry says, are you the miracle? Again, referencing the thing I read before, the miracle from the Northwest. And the phasmid, she says, no, you are the miracle. And I say, how? And she says, the moral of our encounter is I'm a relatively median life form while you were extreme, all engulfing madness, a volatile simian nervous system ominously new to the planet. Uh, and then uh, says, um, the pale too came with you. No one remembers it before you. The Cenardians do, I don't know who those are. Cenarians do not. The radically symmetrics do not. There was almost a unanimous agreement between, between the birds and the plants that you were going to destroy all of us, <laughs> which Patrick mentioned. Um, uh, uh, and I keep, we kind of go back and forth a little bit. Um, and I go, I have to say goodbye now. I have, one, uh, I have no more thoughts. That was all. And the phasmid says, no, there is one more. Uh, and I say, of all the creatures I've met, you were the kindest. And the phasmid says, thank you. I also have one more thing to say to you. That woman turned from the ruin, go, uh, go, uh, turn and go forward, do it for the working class, which I don't know if that's the thing I got because my communism score was high or not, but that is what was told to me. And then it's, I say, I will try. And the phasmid, she says, she was middle class. It doesn't take a three meter, uh, doesn't take me to tell you that. Um, and that to me ends up committing that like metaphor to the text and not just the subtext mm. where it's like, here is this thing from beyond human comprehension telling you straight up, listen, man, your ex was never going to side with you. She was middle class. You've always been a working class boy. Um, and I think that that stuff can feel so chauvinistic sometimes. I mean, the end of the day, the story that gets told about you and your ex is you were a party boy. She was a party girl. You like getting drunk together. She was impressed because you were this young hotshot cop. And then it turned out that being a hotshot cop meant being drunk and away from home. And she wanted stability and you couldn't offer it to her. And you weren't a hotshot anymore. You were a fuck up. And so she left. And now you're in your feelings about that. Hmm. 
And like there's the version I just told you is awesome because it's or it's fine. It's short. But when it's tortured like this, it's right. like, oh, dude, can we please move on? And I think you can ignore all this. I talked to Cameron Kunzelman who reviewed the game for us. And he was like, I didn't fucking call her. As soon as I ever felt like I was going down that sad path, I fucking closed the door and moved forward. I'm going forward on this. I don't want to know where I came from. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? That's but you valid. Can't, you can't avoid that one sequence. I think you can if you don't go to sleep there. But or if you never told me to, Kim told me know, to go to sleep, I'm going to tell Kim. You might even I'm not going to listen. Even, you might not even get it at all if you've never gone down that road at all. I think, but you I not. didn't. I didn't pick up the phone. I didn't. But pick did up you? The phone. But did you internalize the thought about your past at all? Maybe that. I don't know. I don't know. I believe there's a way to go forward without that scene. Because I know because I Cameron talked. Cameron and I talked about the very end mm. of this game, and then Cameron and I talked. And he about, never had it. He never had this sequence. He was shocked. Oh, that's about a better. It. Ver- that's a better yeah. version of the, also, the game than pacing wise. Than it's me. better because yes. yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's the you do that big confrontation in the street, and it's like, whoa! I need to come down from that. And the time of like going to that island and finishing the game would be fine, but instead, there's this 15 minute long dialogue that is kind of bad before the big final dialogues, and it's just like, oh wow! You really wanted to put another hour on the end of this game after the big final confrontation? All right, I guess that's or 90 minutes or whatever. It just keeps going. Yeah. If yeah. if if they'd literally just been, you know, I have my problems with with that uh sequence represents, but like a lot of it's because of its placement in the pacing of yeah. the game. If that there are a couple of nights where you go to sleep where you don't there's like not a big event. You just have like yeah. a couple of exchanges with some of the best voice acting in the oh, game. It's so um, good. Which is a which is apparently do- like those two characters um, are done by the same voice actor. Apparently, I think someone told no, me that. Oh, interesting! Is you're like lizard amazing. brain shit. You're yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah your nervous yeah. system or whatever. Um, and your nervous system or whatever. Do um, you have to pick up that first thing that where you open the what's it called the clipboard? I don't think so. What do you mean the the the, back, ladder. the ladder? You don't have to do that. No, you can absolutely not do that. Interesting. Because I think you get a clue that is, or you get a, a voice in your head is like, "Do not read that." Yeah, yeah. I think if yeah. you're like, "Yep, all right, I will not," which I think is what Cameron did. Uh-huh. You don't go down this road at all. Wow. Yeah. Because mm. that 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 gave me a late title card, and I thought it was like, "Oh wow, yeah." I think that's true. I think it, it also meant gets, like, like all right, we're in the game this. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Interesting. So, like, yeah, like one of those nights, if that sequence had occurred, I might have problems with the execution of it. Yeah. But at least it would have planted the seed earlier that, oh, this relationship is important. He's thinking about it all the time. It informs a lot of the decisions that he's made. Um, then I could have made that if, like, that's okay. I was like, if that's part of the character, then I would have been thinking about that and how I thought about the character, right. played the character, as opposed to being a last minute revelation that felt unjustified yeah um because then i then it's like okay the reason he acted creepy in the sukins is because maybe he did act shitty and creepy right and that fits uh, within an echo you know, of what he did then maybe yeah. he's not the same person anymore but right right we're at a point where i felt like i was getting you know that island is uh really like a long epilogue like the the fight of that that fight in the street is really like the crescendo of a lot of what's happening in the game and yeah. then it's kind of wrapping thing things up. Um, that didn't feel like a thing, that it didn't feel like an epilogue wrap-up. That felt like a big character moment that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Totally. So that's interesting that you could, but, I'll, you know, that suggests to me, how much f- fucking else did we, know. Not, did we see not see in this game? I know. Uh, again, I can't imagine you can go through this game and not know what the pale is. Patrick, do you want to talk briefly about how cool the pale is and that revelation? So, what if you yeah, I pump everything into not those two stats? What? Into not the two mind stats, right? 
Yeah. Do a full. You could do it. I think you could more, do it. it. Would that me? Would that maybe? You could be lift the way that you weight. Can... You definitely lift that weight. Then I could not lift that weight. <laughs> I, I could not try. It's dangerous. It seems dangerous to yeah. me. I guess if you I know keep what? spotting me, but at a certain point, you have uh, at some point you have like so much extra health that like towards the end of the game, I was like, I'm gonna go try that check, and <laughs> it does, and it does the thing where it zooms in. Yeah. And I was like, I got tricked, even though I was 25 hours out of the game. <laughs> I was like. I did it. Like the the two percent worked, and it's like no, you like try and lift it, drop it, severely like hurt your hamstring, and uh, <laughs> you know minus one health, uh, which was which was fine. Yeah. So the pale, uh, I that was when I was like kind of sweeping up the rest of the game, and I th- there were a bunch of white checks that I just wasn't going to be able to do. I'd be curious if you did any of the mirror ones. Um, let's what loop back around to that in a what second. Were the mirror ones. The mirror in your room? Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, hundred percent. I did those. Okay, I, I, shaved, I want you to explain this to me because I did you? Shave? I didn't get. I didn't. I couldn't. No, I kept hurting myself. My, <laughs> um, my face at the end of day one is still a smudge. Okay, good. You know what? <laughs> I just, my face. I don't at the, know what I look. My face like. at the end of the game is full of is full of hair. I I didn't <laughs> I didn't use that razor. But um, the one check I really wanted to do was like. Yeah, when the game starts introducing like sort of supernatural or like larger world mythology elements, I was like, oh, this this is my shit. Like, I didn't even know this game was going to have anything like that because there's like no indication of that stuff. There's some small hints at it early on, like when you get on a radio, you know, the you tie. get like, Well, there's the tie, but I feel like that could just be internalized. Yeah. That could just be That's him yeah. as opposed to there are moments where like something happens externally and like Kim is like, yeah, okay, that's, yeah, you know, Kim's your constant, like, reality check. So right, it's like, right. Well, there's a moment where I think you can listen to all the, uh, you, uh, there's the apartment complex next to you, and you can press all the doorbells, and that'll connect to different things, and there's one that's not supposed to work, but it connects you to, like, a weird wavelength, and then, I forget the term that the, the game uses, but it's like, like, it's like spirit or something can be, like, embedded in the electricity. There's, like, a phrasing that it uses that was really cool. <sighs> yeah. Um... Anyway, um, the one check I really wanted to do before I finished the game was to, when you finish the church sequence, you know that like there's just a nothingness hiding out at the top of the church, and maybe that explains why religion even sprouted up in this area um, ages ago, was whether consciously or subconsciously attracted to this like small nothingness. Um, And then you can like come up with an explanation for it. I really wanted to get that explanation, but it's like a, when you hovered over it, it said like minus 10 pale unknown. And I was like, what the fuck is the pale? Um, and then, so I did, I looked up a walkthrough just to see like, am I, am I just locked out of it? Um, is that not something I can do? And then I figured out, you know, to go talk to the woman, Joyce, and go talk yeah. to the Joyce. Um, and to, uh, anyway, so I did the steps towards that. And then, yeah, you like find out that, yeah, like the pale is a, is like a nothingness that, it's been slowly expanding, now greatly expanding. Seventy-two like percent of the world is covered by it, or something. Think of it. Um, I guess like the closest analogy would be like uh, annihilation, right? So, right, right, right. Like a thing, just just an amorphous sort of thing, just appears, and you can walk through it. You can be in it. In fact, like the vast majority of like like mass consumerism shipment like of of goods uh happens through the pale so like you have these people the, the lorry riders are constantly going depending on where they're going and coming from are venturing through the pale and the pale basically like there's a there's a woman you run into who she speaks kind of nonsense or like her memories don't seem to make a lot of sense with like her history or where she's from 
And it's because, while the game seems to be suggesting, like, they maybe aren't her memories. Like, the pale sort of just takes things in and doesn't necessarily destroy them. Like, nobody knows what it does, but it's a, it's a form of nothingness. Um, and isn't it implied there's, like, there's a part of the world that no one knows what's beyond it? Like, it's, a like, a, a concentrated pale oh, that sounds gone to. That sounds right. I don't remember. That tr- sounds right. Yeah. Uh, you know what this is just um, reminding me of or making me think of? I think a lot of people have done comparisons between this and Outer Worlds, which I, I get uh, 100% why you make that comparison. This is also a game that is kind of like a fuck you to Death Stranding and Death <laughs> Stranding being like there are conversations we've had here about stuff that's frustrated us. And I still think that I, I like stand by that stuff. Um, but when I say, like, oh, I think that was a metaphor, we could talk through whether it was and whether it was an effective metaphor. Right. The game didn't say, ah, it was a metaphor. Ah, yes, of course. This is named Sam Porter Bridges. Uh-huh. Like the the pale, we could talk about what the pale is a stand in for. What is, if you look into the history of when the pale begins and the ways in which humans, is it climate change? Is it the spread of like lo- capitalist logistics systems? Is it about, you know, like you can dig into it and keep going. And the reason I think about it, or this, it could just be like a mysterious or it could nothing, be a mysterious nothing. eating the world. Uh, I want the game that is, I want Death Stranding, but I'm traveling through the pale. Give me that game. Let mm. me be a delivery, yeah. let me be the delivery driver in the, in the pale. Um, that stuff is really cool and feels like, again, it's missable, but it feel it's so intriguing that it's hard for me to imagine turning away from any of those dialogue options. You know, I had to go back to Joyce and get, but the, it, but it is one that you could, you can totally miss. Cause you need to, um, you need to go back to her without Kim because Kim is like, I don't want it, you know, Harry. You can ask him. You can ask him to go away though. Oh, can you? My, my, uh. So th- mine was like, uh, basically, when you talk to Joyce, who, um, you know, this, you know, rich sort of like corporatist that was has come in to like try and deal with uh, the union, um, and she also is like like really worldly and lo- like is essentially becomes like an encyclopedia for you of like, mm. how does the world work? Like what, how, what is the history of this world? Um, in addition to things, you know, like the encyclopedia, you know, check that you have. Um, yeah. She's like, do you want to talk about reality? And Kim is just like, Oh, this bullshit. <laughs> what? What? No, we're not. We have a case. There's a murder. There's a case <laughs> to be solved. And um, yeah, like I hadn't gone down that full rabbit hole. And then, there's a certain thing that Kim just will not stay around for. And you can ask like, Kim, can you just like, like, just give me five. I need to talk about shit. the pale. <laughs> God. But it's great because, um, I don't, like I was so genuinely impressed by that. The, the phasmid where there are these extraordinarily kind of like supernatural elements that feel very natural without like taking over the story. I don't know. Like it just, it, it, it did, it did, did world building the, did in a way that I really... Did you meet the super rich guy? Did you get in the container? There's a container? No. <laughs> no. Can I send you a screenshot? Yes. God, I forget how I got in here. I forget how I did. So I want... You convince it. You could... You, it's rhetorical, Yes, that's what it is. Right? It's rhetorical. Yes, yes, yes. Can we explain... Yes. So can you please explain how that works? Because so that is fucked up. One of the up. major locations... <laughs> One of the major locations in this game is a shipyard. Yeah. There's a union. There's a strike uh, going on because between the workers at the shipyard and the company that owns the Wild Pines, uh, and uh, you have to go to the shipyard to meet with the head of the union a number of times, or one of the two heads of the unions, their brothers, uh, and you kind of walk back through all the containers and stuff. And at one point, you get an option to just like bring a container down from a crane, 
enemy is a video game, you do it. And you go over <laughs> to it and it's locked. And you you get a feeling in your heart. You know, you're you're fucking Harry Dubois. You're like, there's something in this container, Kim. And Kim was like, Harry, <laughs> can can we not? Do we have there is a murder? We have to go talk to the head of the He knows where your gun is, Harry. You lost your <laughs> fucking gun, and the head of the union knows where it is. We should go deal with that. And I'm like, I got to get in this container. And you end up going, you talk to him, you talk to some other people about like, hey, how do I get in this container? And you go, you like, I knocked on the container. I, it took me like three trips past it to eventually get the option. Maybe if I had just stuck it out, I would have gotten it eventually anyway. But it was basically like, convince the container to open for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the exact r- role for it. Uh, uh, I actually, I failed it. And I, the second thing, my rhetoric was like, try again like just keep trying until you get in uh, and i said if there's someone in there i'd like to talk to you and it says cargo container door just like that you hear a click then a rattle then some mechanism unlocks itself inside the door five experience games and then it says patrick uh, i'm gonna put this just to you i guess okay uh, it says I'm mega, so mad. Mega rich light bending guy from deep what? within the container a voice ahoy come in Excuse me? Uh, and then I'm going to show you this next screenshot. You're going to lose it because it looks so wild. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the vice, viceman coefficient, the encyclopedia. Okay. So the thing comes up. It's like, hey, why do you look like that? And the encyclopedia tells you that there is a theory that says that when people get so rich so much richer than you are, you can't look at them the same way. That they literally look different to you because they bend gravity around them. Um, and you end up being like, you must be fucking super. You're so. He's, you say, are you telling me that you're so rich that light literally bends around you? And Mega Rich Light Bending Guy says, among other things, but calm down. I'm but, I'm but a lowly single digit billionaire. Which is like, okay, well, the actual super rich people in the world must completely obliterate the world around them. Yeah. But also, how does this connect to the pale? Of course, if the if light is bending around the... And also, so the whole thing with this guy ends up being, he's like, oh, I just run my business from in here and I move around the world because I have to get around the world sometimes. And this felt like a quaint and cheap way to do it, an affordable way to do it. Like, motherfucker, you're a billionaire <laughs> and you're moving yourself around the... And it's miserable. He sucks. You can get him to invest in the, in the, in the community center. I got him to invest $100 into the community center. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. I know. What a big... And it's like, it was hard. It was a hard check. Oh, my God. To get him to do that. Um, I forget. He has a real I have name. another question. Yes. The, I, one of the other things I was not able to open. So on the island, yeah. if you go north... The, the, I, the final island. No, the side island. No, no, no. No, no, no I no, could no, not no. open side that island. door either. I could not open Do that. we know it's in the door? Ooh, uh, uh, I don't think anything. I think that door cannot no? open. No? I think that door, there's a thought that you can get from it called one more door. Um, uh, when you get it, when you so you try to open the door, try and fail to open the bunker door north of the church, uh, red interfacing check day three. God damn it. It cannot be a disgrace. That door on the coast. You remember the one, right? The one that leads to the abandoned supply depot. Why in the name of all that's holy, does it not open? Why? There has to be a way to get through the unopenable door. By gods, you're the police. All doors are supposed to open before you. What will the others at the precinct think if you can't open a goddamn door? There must be a way. And the solution is 
There is no way to open the supply door. Accept it. You cannot open all the doors. You have to integrate this into your character. Some doors will remain forever <laughs> closed. Even if every sing single other door will open at one time or another, maybe to a key or maybe to some sort of tool meant for opening doors. But this one will never uh, accede to such commands. A realization crucial to personal growth. Crucial. Uh, and when you are doing it, you get plus one to half light. What's behind it. I think half light is like beating people up. It's like being strong enough to like hurt people is half light uh, or maybe just intimidating people. And when you complete it, you just lose a point of half light. It does not become, mm. it does not become like a, be a benefit. It just, listen, man, sometimes you cannot fight your way through a situation. You cannot kick the door down, um, which is really, which is really interesting. And I think uh, I read that even if you hit double sixes, it does not open. Wow. Yeah, it just won't do it for you. I think there's other stuff. Are there other really big, interesting checks that I missed? Um, the karaoke stuff I got, and that's a cool song. I've heard that that's very funny if you miss it. Yeah, you – I don't – just – so I failed the check even though it was pretty high. Yeah. Um, I have my yeah, uh, Success I, rate. My outfit for that, I, I dressed real goofy to make that check work. I had on a kimono. <laughs> um, I had on – it was bad. It's not a good look, honestly. So if you so if you fail it, like it's still like a two to three minute singing sequence. But I mean, just imagine oh. if you've been to karaoke yeah. at three in the morning mm. and you've heard someone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trying a song uh -huh. that's just a little outside their range. Yep. Um, I've been, but they are so. going for it. Like there's people <laughs> who are who 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 try a song outside their range, and it's just like. This isn't fun, and you're not any good at it. And then there are people who try a song that's outside their range, and they're really going for it, even though they're not nailing it. You still have like a like maybe a, you can still feel the emotion, and then and you respect them for trying. It's more that one, but it's still sad. There's still a sadness <laughs> in both versions of that, and it just goes for a long time of just like cool. This is bad, and actually, yeah. there's a um, there's a, like it's uh, there's a great sort of like a sort of like finale on that little bit. Where you you get down, you know, you finishing, and you're like, man, I fucking nailed that. Even though the the, the clearly the vocals were meant to underscore that you did not nail that, and Kim <laughs> is just like, yeah, no, mm -hmm. just like kind of no comment. Like Kim didn't really <laughs> want to come down one way or the other, which is a comment oh, all its own. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, when you're doing the wrap up, um, you can actually comment on the karaoke check again, where Kim finally comes out and is like, you know. You really put your heart into it, and I could feel that in your singing. Aww. I was like, thank you, Kim. Do it for Kim. Thank you. You know, that's that's what it is. That's also, what it's all about. you get up there, Kim. Yeah, yeah, Kim. God, please, if there's a sequel what, what, game. What would, he, what would he sing for karaoke? I don't know. I don't know. Because you have to find a supremely sad song, right? <laughs> <sighs> did, you make him, did you make him play the sad song on the way to the island? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. And the guy, the revolutionary, you can make him hold a boombox. The revolutionary heard it and heard us coming, yes. and was like, "That's reactionary music." Like that's, <laughs> yeah, that man has some, you know, Dude. any any sex is sexual deviancy to uh, to, 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 that to that guy. Man. Yeah, definitely. The um, yeah. Oh God, God. Uh, did you get the whistle check? I think it was whistling, waiting for the car to thaw on the yeah, swing set. Yeah, what I failed the whistle. What happens there? You just fail at whistling. Well, it's just okay. it's just kind of like just mm, that. good try, buddy. Those are some of my favorite little moments. Just like hanging out with Kim somewhere in the world. I'm so mad I didn't get him. I wasn't he wasn't there for the dance. I feel like an asshole. Should have waited for Kim. <laughs> Should have waited for Kim. Always wait for Kim. 
Did you paint the wall? Did you paint the wall? No, couldn't do it. Did you um did you set the Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Wow. Like I didn't even need to finish, finish that sentence. Dude, of no. course. It's so cool. But you know what? Then I, I won't even explain yeah, it. You, I know exactly. Know I know that game. You know and did I know exactly the, what it is. The word set. You know yeah, what I mean. I know. I know. It's great. It's and then great. The guy, and then the guy, the um the poor man who loses his friend towards the end of the game asks, like, did you yeah. set? And you're like, yes, I did. Why? Because I, I, I needed to. I think one of the answers is, like, well, we had to get rid of it somehow. God. <sighs> Good. This is all great. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, it's one day I will return to your side. It's it's fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's I think those are the big ones for me. I don't think there's any. Yeah. Someone I know lost Kim in the fight. Um, I mentioned that I really want to go see the Kuno stuff. Uh, I'm like flipping through my screenshots and, and my comment, like my Twitter feed to see if anyone else brought anything else up that I was curious about. But I think that's the gist of it. I, I, it's one of those things where I think this is a game that it's what I wrote in the thing, which is like, I, I think to some degree, maybe this is a hope more. Uh, it is interesting to me that this game starts being made five years ago or something like that. It feels like a game mm-hmm. that was made ahead of the last election and then powered the last American election uh, and, and also at the height of, of Brexit starting to, to roll up um, and also something that like, – Yeah, a lot of reactionary fascism that sort of across like the spread world. across exactly. the world. Yeah. But also a sort of defeatist leftism mm-hmm. that I think has shifted in the last, in the last five years, right? That like – uh, and obviously here I'm talking about the American context, right? But like you look at something like Bernie's current run uh, in the polls right now, uh, but also looking at the development of people like AOC and the conversation about the left in America that is in a different place than it was four years ago. Um, and I'm not saying that America Wait, is even, the whole world even, and this uh, is not an American studio. I'm like 100 percent sure that, sure, and sure, say sure. that our relationship with with revolution, with communist revolution, with uh, like it's obviously a distinct one. It, 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 there are different worlds uh, effectively. You have to cross the pale to get to where you know, the, <laughs> the, you know, the, the world that this game I was I feel like we're in. crossing the pale right now. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I, me too. 100 percent. I do. I actually think this is the thing is like I think five years from now. Two things are going to happen. One is I think you're going to have people come to this game who today are put off by it and are like, wow, this is perfect. This speaks to me. You're going to have more people that are in our boat who are like, yeah, this speaks to me now in five years being like, that game is really dated or that game is already dated because political thought has continued – political thought on the left will have continued to change and develop. And I hope in such a way that the momentum grows and the sort of feeling of like what next is even more prevalent. Um, I could be wrong. We could fall back into defeatism and fatalism and it feel like the, all of the doors have closed and this game will feel more relevant than ever. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm really curious about is are we going to go 20 years again where for 20 years we've said Planescape plain, – if only there had been more games like Planescape Torment. If only been there been more games that were like really took writing seriously. Um, and obviously, one, lots of games take writing seriously right yeah. now. They just don't get big broad coverage at major game sites. Many of them can't be 35-hour long RPGs with intense – like with you know lots of visual art and and uh, voice acting and all of that stuff. Many of them are visual novels. Many of them are text only games. Many of them are mobile games that have a lot of writing in them, stuff like that. So I'm not. I don't want to say that that doesn't happen. But instead, what what I'm kind of not worried about, but I'm curious if it'll happen is, will we so mythologize this game that we 
don't see the other games that are doing very important other things there too. Um, I'm very excited to finish playing Kentucky Route Zero uh, because that is a game that I think is in dialogue with this one, even if it doesn't seem apparent out the gate uh, as being too text-heavy or kind of a... Uh, uh, story-driven games that are about capitalism and about uh, the state of the world, um, and I just I'm I just want to know I, I so it's so rare that I'm like what are we gonna think about this thing in a decade? Right. Like when I played Mass Effect Two, I was like, oh yeah, people are gonna fucking love Mass Effect Two in a decade, and by and large, that is still the case, right? There are obviously outliers there, but that is a game that the the establishment still really loves quite a bit. Um, when I you know you play The Witcher Three, still five years on, people fucking love The Witcher Three. I bet they still will in five years. No fucking idea what people are going to think about disco in twenty thirty, at all. Well, but I th- but I think it's a it's a it's a marker by like. No, being I think so... it's a. I, I'm not. That's not a complaint about the game. I'm not. No, I'm, no, no, no. Okay. I know, but I, yeah. I think it's actually like a. Uh, in some ways, it's a compliment to like the art of the game and its mm-hmm. own politics that it can become outdated because right. it staked certain positions. Yes. Right, like the. Yeah. Like the uh, <laughs> the inherent centrism, which I mean, like less like politically as much as like the way Mass Effect is designed as a video game, which is itself like a form of centrism. But like, oh, you yeah. know, where it's, it's 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 the blue and the red. It's the good and the bad. And like, that's that's just the that's, that's how, the how world it is. works. Yeah. Totally. Um, even though everyone plays like a Han Solo, because actually the world is fucking gray. <laughs> and sometimes you have to choose different sides. Um, sometimes you really got to kick like, someone off a building. You got to. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's ability to age even uh, maybe not gracefully, is the result of the fact that it made choices that other games avoid doing. And so um, I think that's a compliment for the game's ability. Like, if we can look back in five, regardless of how we feel about, like, the state of, like, things in five years, you can look back and be like, that was, uh, games feel representative of the times. And when we say that, like, that usually means, like, I don't know, technology, like, design philosophy. It doesn't necessarily mean... um, what was it saying about the culture at that um, moment? And I think, yeah, I think Disco Elysium says something about the culture of a certain politics. Um, at the it's time, it's a great so, game to end the 2010s with, you know, like, yes, yeah, especially like feels- as we lead into like a, a new election, you, you know, you have a lot of people that are, you know, were, were radicalized into action by 2016. Like, it's, it's, an, it's a really interesting marker that I, I will be curious to look back in five years just to see. I think. One's own reactions to it will say maybe even less about the world. It says something about the world, but often will probably say something more about you because the marker, you know, signifies your own reaction to how you've internalized the politics of the world around you and how you decided to react to it. Right. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a, a really good point that you make here. Like the it is the moral intern uh, that would say a good game should never date itself, that th- the good things in life are the things that will last forever. And I think it is the revolutionary perspective that a game can only be good for so long until finally it is it is co-opted by reaction. Uh, <laughs> that is definitely the... Or it becomes a historical yeah, artifact yes, and its exactly. interest is as a historical yes, artifact. exactly. Not that, um, totally. you know, there's some sort of universality to to it that it exists across time, so... Yeah. Um, uh, I, fantastic game. Like I said, it's still absolutely... Uh, I'm so glad I went back to it. I'm so glad I pushed through that initial... Just, not yeah, just game, like, but, what do we what do we tell? We, I think if you made it to the end, you've you know you've probably already heard you know our previous discussion on it. But get like get to the get, get to the, cutting the body cutting down. the body down. And I if, think that whole sequence. If you, if, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, like if you if you get to there, I don't know that the rest of the game is going to click for you. Even if even just the mystery angle of it for me started ticking right then, where you're like, "Whoa, I have this body. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what happened here." All of the like the stuff around Inland Empire talking to the corpse is cool, but so is the like finding the 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 secret wound on that on that body and being like, "Ah, there's more here than meets the eye." Okay, some other shit is going down. All of that stuff ends up being really juicy, also as just a detective story. And whether or not that, you know, Kato, you and I already did a podcast today about detective yeah. stories. Whether or not you think that that f- is wrapped up in a way that's compelling, I think the the kind of like early going of it, especially, is really good. The feeling of like, ooh, like. There is there again. There's more at work here than meets the eye, and starting to put together who all the different potential suspects are. I almost wish that there had been the conspiracy board. I wish yeah. I wish you could have conceptualized all of the different. I want the the red lines. I want to be able to like tie together. Okay, who is who is who in Martinez? Um, I you know playing through it quickly, you'll be fine with it. But like, it would have been nice to have that stuff uh somewhere. But but no, I think if you get through that body, if you get to the body coming down and you inspecting the body. If you're not having a good time, you're good. It's not – I don't think it's going to turn the corner for you at that point. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know. That is that is definitely how I feel about this thing. Put points into Shivers. Shivers Shivers is the best mm-hmm. skill in that game. That's what I picked. Not the best, but it's very good and it's necessary. It's a very good one. Yeah. Yeah. And again, uh, it's I, the I, only thing, skill check uh, you have to succeed at in the whole game. So That's true. Huh. Um, I will be curious if uh, – not less politically more I think this game is going to have a huge impact on a lot of writers mm-hmm. and uh, how they think about what's possible for writing in a video game particularly because not that Disc Elysium is doing anything radical that you won't notice in you know indie games alt games you know games uh, that are, are are trying are much more ambitious narratively than a lot of like the the larger games but Disco does it it's not like all the way towards a AAA game, obviously, but it puts it in a wrapper that suggests there is a larger possibility space yeah. in games that are not just like, you know, a text parser or something like that. And I love those games too, but there's also, it's the case that a lot more people are going to play a game like Disco Elysium because of its wrapper. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the same reason I really like the game like Stories Untold, which is basically a text adventure, but like with a really cool and atmospheric UI. And I think Disco... Um, suggests there's a larger space that can be done with writing in video games if you, you know, give it that weight. And I, I'll be, you know, I a couple of days ago, I had an interview with the lead writer on Insomniac Spider-Man. And like all he, we our first five minutes was just talking about Disco Elysium because I saw on his Twitter feed that he was playing it and he was just blown away. And like, I don't know what impact that's going to have specifically on like Spider-Man 2 or like whatever they're working on. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like that stuff trickles out. Like that stuff has an impact. Right. And it's like if I if I think back for the last couple of years, um, you know, I think we all played Breath of the Wild and thought this game is gonna have a profound impact when we look back ten years from now on the design of video games. And I think ten years from now, I don't think it'll be a shock to look back and say Disco Elysium had a profound impact on the writing of video games. Like whether you'll be able to draw like direct lines, I don't know. Probably the case in some in some in some games, but I'm I'm curious to see what its impact is going forward on right. on other folks to to suggest that maybe you could do more. Yeah, I'm gonna specifically like structurally, right? Like yeah. this idea of like the 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 density of it and the way that it reacts in sometimes kind of surprising but small ways that really kind of give it a lot of flavor. And, and I want to say it it reached people 
that I don't think this style of game reaches that often. Again, mm -hmm. like there are really good visual novels out there. There are there are really good books out there. Yeah. A lot of folks don't take it into their lives to read fiction, um, which is a frustration because sometimes it means that they uh, folks equate good prose with just a style of prose. Mm -hmm. Like it was one of my original questions about this game coming in was like, does is this game well written or is it written? Is it literarily written? Right. right? Um, and I, I think that we as an audience can confuse those two things inside of the world of video games because of how rare it is. But I think by the end, this game is beautifully written. Um, and I think that you're right that part of it will be structure. But I hope that part of it is also the revelation of like, remember when Black Panther blew up and people were like, oh, wow, black people see movies. And like, of course, like, yeah, like, of course. Yeah. And I think one of those things that I hope that the world, you know, that, that this helps reveal to the world of game development is like, People read. People will respond well to good writing, to an investment in writing, to an investment in world building, to consistency and coherence and incoherence, strategic incoherence also, mm -hmm. um, uh, which isn't shouldn't be news. But like, I don't know. I, I, I this. I'm gonna read this last little bit that is like my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the game. You know, count how many times I've said that. <laughs> uh, I mentioned earlier, Patrick. I asked if if you succeeded at the the whistle check. Um, uh, right. and I did, and I actually, thank God, took a screenshot of it. There's a moment where you've lost your gun, you've lost your badge, it turns out you've lost your car too, and you've lost it to the ice. Uh, you cross a bridge and realize that you see a car, and you're like, who the fuck, what's up with that car? What's up with that car? Whose car is that? You don't remember whose car it is, and eventually you realize it's yours. But before you realize it's yours, you have to wait for it to be low tide so that it reveals itself and you can actually get into it. And you and Kim end up sitting on a uh, a pair of swings looking out over this car that's like in the middle of this this kind of like frozen uh, ice flow um, as the water slowly drains away from it uh, on the shore. Um, and you say to Kim, what's your favorite blue thing? And Kim says, hmm, the lieutenant is staring at the wreck. Let me think about it. It's a blue car, by the way. Uh, and there's a drama skill to start whistling, a, dra a drama check that's a medium one. And I, I managed to do it. And it says, the tune on your lips forms a strange yet undeniably beautiful contrast with the surrounding bleakness. And Kim, uh, then, the lieutenant gives you a quick glance. Then, still looking straight ahead, he joins you with a higher pitched and slightly more melodic trill. Conceptualization, medium success. Two birds on a wire, whistling by the seaside looking at the water and a sunken car. It's like, fuck, yes, this is, the, <laughs> this is the game. I love it. I love it. I want more moments in games that are 35 hours long mm -hmm. that have big dramatic gunfight conclusions still, if, they, if that's the direction they're going, to also have two friends who have a deep intimate bond whistling on the seashore next to each other um, that have those moments of, of you know, this is the attractiveness of, hum of humanism. We talked about it on Friday's episode when we talked about Star Trek a little bit and we talked about the, the like, pull of the Sorkin-style liberal, you know, uh, the liberal hero. Like, that stuff moves, and I think the thing that the game wants to do is to reclaim it for the left and, and, and is frustrated that we lost it in the first place, that we could have beautiful moments alongside the kind of grimness. And I think that's when the game right. works best. And it's, it's also one of the reasons why I feel like you can really tell that this game had a bunch of writers working on it. Mm -hmm. Not to say that the person who writes Kuno couldn't also have written uh, Two Birds on a Wire, but like... You can you can you can feel the different pool, and maybe that's part of why the game ends up being so beautiful is the the collaborative voices that go into this this writing. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see see where this goes. I'm excited to see where it comes next. I'm so curious if we'll get a direct sequel. I'm so curious. Or if this they is going set, to be... They certainly set one up. Right, yeah, 100%, right? Uh, did you get the thing that says, like, I'm going to go tell the the cryptid couple that I what happened? Yes. Did you get that? Okay, good. I I don't need to see I that wanted, scene, but no, I needed to know what I, happened. I did... Yes, I did. I didn't need to see it, but I really, I want I to be told what the takeaway is. Yeah, me too. I also do want to see it. <laughs> I want to. See, I want to see it too. I don't need to, I mean, but I it, want it, to. But it's a great cliffhanger, though, where it's like it. it there's so much of that world that I love yeah. to see on like a a big. You know, this game is probably sold really well. Like the, the you know the budget could go up on it, where they could they could accomplish let a me, bigger world. Let me play the um, next one as Kim coming into Jamrock, where Kim doesn't know anybody yet, but Harry does because Harry has his memory back. Yeah, Kim, reverse the role, reverse the role, and Kim is the outsider, and we start to get Kim's backstory a little bit. You have to change the mechanics a little bit, probably, but like I don't, you know, probably. But you could also you can envision a world where because where you could accomplish a similar arc for a yeah. character where it's like. Because you don't know anything about Kim's past, yeah. In some ways, you get to make it up as you go along, and you'd be able to tease that out by him going to the big city and being around, you know, all these cops that he um, has like, heard uh, about, you know, but doesn't. Or I guess yeah. the te- guess like doesn't look up for cops as much as like he's an, like an intellectual who like enjoys like putting together the case and like right. he he has admired like this uh, what Sector Forty One or whatever I forget what the, uh, the how they. Uh, determine the different mm-hmm. divisions out there, but um, yeah, I would love to see him be center stage for for whatever they do next in Jamrock, which seems to be where where they would set it uh, going forward. Or if that's just the slice of the world you get, you know, yeah, who um, knows? But but I also all the reason I'd be curious is because of the, the you know like sort of like the the way it leaves the politics of of this world and in some ways, a lack of hope or a step forward. Jamrock seems to be at the kind of place they could go yeah. where what is the, like, you couldn't do another game. That's just, ah, well, yeah. we tried and that all sucked. You know, like there, there would have to be but almost by necessity. There would have to be something else. And I would be curious if like you got to Jamrock and then mm-hmm. actually turns out like there's more of a revolution occurring than you think. And then, you know, do you choose to be part of that? Do you encourage right. it? You know, like something like that could be, there's a lot that you could, mm-hmm. you could do there. I, I, I fundamentally don't think that the game's message is build a rave in the church. Even if that, that's like one of the moments in the game where you feel as hopeful as you can because you're surrounded by cool characters and you're dancing. I think it's saying build, turn the church into a, into a club for sure. <laughs> but it's not saying that that's going to save us. I think it's saying that that can like relieve the pain. You can you yeah. go dancing with your friends, do it. Like that's awesome. But I I I still think it wants to believe in a revolution. I just don't know that it can show you what that. It doesn't know how to show you that. Maybe in a, a sequel, I, I can imagine. Having thought about it, having worked through the malaise of of Martinez, fuck. <laughs> maybe it will have a, mm. another chance to do it, and, and maybe That's someone the else's name eyes. Of the sequel, Disco yeah. Elysium Disco, Two. Yeah, malaise and Martinez. Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, great. That sounds like that sounds like Knives Out too. Actually, it does. Yeah, it does. It does. Knives yes. Out. Great. Go you back and what? listen to our Knives Get, Out. You know what? Fuck it. Not Kim. Bring in Dubois. Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. Harry. Oh, so that's God. actually the thing that happens if you shave. You become Benoit Blanc. Oh shit. Uh, no. So you look oh, in the mirror. You look in the mirror. Daniel Craig. You look in the mirror. 
you see that you have the express the expression is what it's called, which is that terrible fucking shitty grin you have, and you can uh-huh. overcome it and push and stop smiling. That is the big change that you can have looking in the uh, mirror. You have this thing called the expression, which is this kind of affected, like, smirk from the disco era that you've been wearing for 20 years. Uh, uh, it's the worst. It's the worst, and you lose it. You can you can overcome is it. Is that in the, the character uh, portrait? Yeah, it's in, in the, the character. Literally okay. in the character portrait, you stop smiling. Uh, but wow. you don't have a character portrait at all yet. No, it's just a bunch of smudges. Yeah, I love I'm that. <laughs> And then you can also shave. Eventually, you can shave. Uh, and I think Kim is not happy that I shaved. Kim thinks I look better <laughs> with the mutton chops. He thinks the mutton chops suit you. And you know what? I'm looking at it back to back. I had the mutton chops on when I was whistling. That looks right. I have them off in the next cut scene uh, and, or the next screenshot. And it looks worse. <laughs> trying to leave the past behind. I'm shaving it away. One one mutton chop at a time. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll be back later this week with another episode of Waypoint Radio. Thank you for sticking through this this long one. I hope that your MLK Day is good. Uh, you you take some can time. I, can I, um, I just want to read. Uh, there was a uh, Slack exchange that we had uh, earlier in which uh, Rob and I were just communicating like stories that are coming up for the next couple of days with yeah. the, the day off. And... Um, uh, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. <clears throat> Rob Zachney. Oh, no. Emmanuel Myberg. Last thing. Is the Elysium pod post for Monday? Is Cotto good to wrap that on Friday? Question mark. Rob Zachney. That depends on Austin and Patrick being able to align schedules on it. We just recorded a big pod. Uh, so Cotto has an edit lift for sure. The Elysium will hopefully be a lighter lift since it's two tracks. But the thing is, I am wary about it because I could see Austin and Patrick talking disco for three hours. Now I'm going to look at my audacity track. <laughs> I have no idea. I, can I tell you the truth? Two I have no hours, idea. 57 minutes wow. and 52 seconds. All right. To so, be fair, there's going to be like uh-huh. 40 minutes after this. That's us talking about baseball and no, I time know. sheets. I know. It's not 40. Okay. That's like, a, that's like and also 25 at most. Okay. 25 at most. Okay. Thank Honestly. you. Honestly. Well, Thank you. Uh, if you have questions, <laughs> you can send them to Gaming. We rolled, we rolled the skill check. We did. Positive we fa- for three we hours. fucking failed is what we did. <laughs> we failed forward into doing a three-hour-long podcast about a game that three months ago, we not, not, none of us were sure we would play. Yeah. Uh, so that's a success. Giant Bombs. Yep. What's the what's the uh, 2020's best 2019 game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. 100%. Uh, lots, of, lots of moments of... They didn't do moments of the year this year. Lots of moment of the Boo. years. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> uh, I still had a good time listening to those. I don't want... I'm not giving them any fucking hate. But... A uh, lot of moment of the years in this game. That's what I'll say. Thank you again for joining us. We'll be Absolutely. back later this week. In fact, this is the week that Gita Jackson joins us. So, so look forward to that. Hopefully, we'll be able to get her on this week. If not next week, we'll, we'll definitely figure it out. Uh, gamingadvice.com for your questions, your comments, etc. cetera. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. You can follow everything Waypoint does. Twitter.com slash Waypoint. Kato, how about you? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. And Patrick. At Patrick Klumpik. That is it for us, uh, as always. Now, maybe more than ever. Or one, Bowen. Shout outs to Bowen. Miss you. EP. Pale Machine. Pale Machine. Fuck. The Pale Machine. (laughs) That's what you take across the pale. Ah. 
Oh, we're gonna weaponize the pail. We're gonna weaponize the pail. Uh, find out more about that waypoint slash b o e n. And finally, as always, and especially now at the end of the, the Disco Elysium spoiler cast, fuck capitalism. Go home. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, now I'm recording. Why are you writing about moles? Moles, Excuse like, me? Moles on a body, not moles the animal. No, not as far Rossetti, as I know. Not Mr. Rossetti. Fire Emblem? The new Mr. Rossetti would be a good oh, Mr. X mod to Resident Evil 2. That'd be good. <laughs> I guess, and also, yeah, the Fire Emblem people are moles. The new Fire Emblem people are moles. Because they live underground. Yeah. How are they down there? Nobody knew. How the what, fuck, fuck the are they down there? What is the possible fucking setup for that that is going to explain How are no they one knew what was going on? We just needed a teacher or else we would have came out of hiding. Can you turn down Patrick a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird that they are down there. There's four of them. That's not a whole house. A whole house. Do do we think that that's going to be? A house is whatever you want it to be. I'm sorry. I meant it wasn't a home. That one. Yeah, it's not a home is really what I mean. It's <laughs> not. A, you need more people than that in a home. <laughs> that's the rule. I'm bummed that that you need to play the game again. Is that what it is? Is it from that. the jump? What Have they talked about what it is? They haven't. No, but it's it. it it's certainly not a post-game DLC. No, no, it's not like let's pick up and go on some expansion. It, it seems more likely it's going to be just like a side story that crops up. You That's know, not what I want. So you would still campaign. choose a different house. That's perfect for me. I think they just. Game. I think you just <laughs> I recruit even them into the time your, jump. My guess is you just recruit them into your house. Mm, don't and they like just become it. four new characters, and I, I, that that would be my impression of like the most seamless way. I feel like it's twenty twenty. Yeah. We've gotten past. The From Software do mid-campaign DLC a year after people have beaten your game, but I really wanted a maybe not. I really wanted a flashback or like a I really well, yeah. I, we'll talk we'll talk when we do that spoiler cast in whenever uh, someday someday I want to talk about you'll see well that DLC you know we'll probably do is we will wait for that DLC to come out and yeah. that'll be an opportunity to do the spoiler cast mm-hmm. yeah the Golden Deer stuff ends in such a way where there is. There's a gesture at a story they could have told from a different part of the timeline that would have been dope. This does not seem like it. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll intersect. I don't think they should live in the sores. I think they should have houses and beds. They should have talked to the Pope who lives upstairs. The mole people should unionize. Wait, why are you writing about moles? Uh, uh, so news is slow. Um, and so one goes through. I send a lot of emails, Austin. You know this. I <laughs> I, I, I have 
a lot of story ideas that often don't go anywhere, and then sometimes you're like, "What can I? What can I do with this? What can I? Where, where can I find?" And so, our Resident Evil Three comes out in April, and when I thought about Resident Evil Three, I was then thinking about Resident Evil Two, and when I was thinking about Resident Evil Two, one of my favorite things to do when I'm bored and I'm just looking for story ideas is to yeah. just look through Nexus mods sure. and yeah, yeah. just there are my favorite mods are ones that are about an incredibly tiny detail that clearly took someone a decent amount of time to work on that means something to them. Right. But may mean nothing to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just find that fascinating. And then often there are like interesting stories to explain that. And so as I was scrolling through Resident Evil 2, the vast majority of them are, you know, take the clothes off the characters. Uh Both, I will say... Yes, like far more for the women in the game, but Leon is not left alone in the RE2 uh, community. Like uh-huh. he is a he is a good looking he's a hot man, boy. and yeah. he's a he's hot a boy. 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 And yeah. oh yeah. yeah, there is a <laughs> oh, yeah. there is a thirst there is a thirst for him in the modern community that is uh, respected. But that's that was that's too easy. And so I was just kept scrolling through, and then I found a mod called Less Moles on. Leon. I don't like this. I don't get... Okay, wait. Does he... And then so the description uh, says, removes a majority of moles on Leon's face. Also fades other blemishes and wrinkles, but not by much. I've lightened his... uh, Under his eyes and given him a whider smile. Um, I see this. That's just... It's so specific. It's so specific. Um, I enjoyed that the... You know, it's always good to read Let the post Leon section, which is the forum. I mean, I guess it's your taste, but like, yeah. You know, so, um, for you know, one of the first questions is why, right? Yeah. And then, of course, another first question is, nice mod. Do you think you can make another that gets rid of the cleft on his chin? What? <laughs> oh, uh, this is a wow. What? He does have a cleft on his chin. That is a thing he has. And the and the the person who requests it, first response, pretty sure someone already made a mod like oh, that. Okay. Response, they have, but it doesn't completely remove it and only makes it less visible. It's still noticeable in said mod. I'd like to see it combined with this. Um, so the reason, so I, I, I got into, modders love to talk. Um, Damn, you sent a modder a question. Yeah, they're What's like, yo, up? I'm, yeah, I'm ready. ready. Yeah, <laughs> I've been ready. Um, this is the dream. And so... My Ultra, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ultra Gamera, the modder, um, was very kind with their time. Like, look great the name, story. real quick. Ultra yeah, Gamera, great name. yeah, Powerful. very good. Um, don't know how that hasn't actually been like a, a character, a kaiju character. Uh, yeah. I don't think Ultra Gamera is an. Well, actual you have to one, license it from this modder. I think you have fair. To license. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to send you uh, an image. I'm not going to subject. Let's see. Do I have a, a convo with Austin and Cado? And then I'm going to... Oh, shoot. Yeah, I can add Cado. Add. Create group. And then I'm going to... This modder uh, will also have some Devil May Cry 5 mods. This person's out here. Oh. Add 5 o'clock shadow to Virgil. Nice. Classic Dante and Sparta. So I sent you a link. I guess it won't embed in Discord. Click the link. Wait, where is that? At? Is that a Kato? Kato, you got it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it didn't add Austin? Oh, sorry. That's okay. Listen, I'm looking at Kato's screen. Oh, yes, it says... Oh, weird. Okay. All right. Sorry, Kato. It's fine. I've created a group that 
is just me and Ka- that doesn't make any doesn't sense. Make any oh, sense. How that just, was me and me and you and me again? Weird. Just click the link. What is one more look? Ah, Jesus! Is that how this works? <laughs> oh God! That's a that's a that's a. So for the people who can't watch, um, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Um, uh, have you ever seen the it's Great a, it's, Red ever, Dragon it, paintings by William Blake? Like the one that appears in the movie Red Dragon. If you were to take the, <laughs> the skin off of someone's face yeah, uh-huh. and like flatten it on a table and yeah. like spread it out. Mm-hmm. That's what this looks like. Yeah. That's what this looks but like. But what's amazing um, is it makes it look like there's still a face. I mean, there is a face in the middle. There is a face in the mm-hmm. middle. There's, yeah. You can see how it wraps around like yeah. a model. It's like a map. That's what it's like. You know, like that part is... It's like a map. It, like I understand that part. I understand textures enough to be like that flattened skinned face. Yeah. Sure. What yeah. the fuck is this? Those are the eyes. Why are the eyes down here? Because the way it works Why are they you... so much bigger than the mouth? Because it has to be high Why quality. Why are the teeth so... in here? You gotta, you so gotta... I asked. <laughs> I asked. The, I, I, that image was sent to me by the modder when I asked... I guess I can at least give the answer to the mole question before mm-hmm. we get to that, mm-hmm. which is um, I asked, uh, that's, uh, what number of moles did you end up? How did you determine that? Well, I wasn't exactly counting. Ha ha. <laughs> Good. <laughs> great. Good and great. Um, it's a feel thing. I get it. Yeah. It is. I it's think it's like a, a look. It's like, that looks right. That looks right. That's a, that, um, you know, how do you know when you've done any piece of art? Right. You just know. I, exactly. I, how do you know when I'm satisfied? Um, well, you're not. You just eventually say, okay, right. that's, okay. Good that enough. is what it is. Yeah. Um, Ultra Gamera writes, um, I think I wrote in response to the images that were sent to me. Fuck, that's <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> they said, yes, it is terrifying. I'm fairly new to modding uh, and still have a lot to learn about engines, but this is how textures appear for a majority of games. Features are arranged depending on the character model and other factors for DMC5 which runs on the same engine as Resident Evil 2's remake. Some features divide into separate files, so the eyes and teeth have their own textures. When working with Resident Evil 2's uh, remake's textures, you can't just drag and drop the original file in the Photoshop. It's converted to a fo- format Photoshop supports ah. called DDS. Once you're done in Photoshop, you convert it back to the game's file format. So that's basically just like a conversion, and then you convert it back, and then the game knows what to do with. That's a detailed mouth texture, man. Yeah, <sighs> it is. That like, sure to the is point where you wouldn't see... You yeah. wouldn't see those wouldn't, parts of the mouth. You would have no. to really. I don't think there's any. I played that game. I don't think there's a moment yeah. when you do. Um, this this bit has gone on so long. I have to run to the bathroom yep. before we do this <laughs> podcast. So I'll be right back. Good, and then we'll do this podcast. God. Think about I, that mouth. I can't look. <laughs> I can't look away from it. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, the teeth. Yeah, the teeth are there. But they're also And that means that it's, uh, I've seen stuff like this before and it makes me remember or just, you know, this is what like people look at all day. Yeah. I was going to, I thought you were going to say, you know, makes me remember my, my mortal self, you know, just, I mean, yeah, sure. Flesh bodies we are all in. Flesh No, that part is definitely true. (laughs) But, you know, it like, this is like what some version of this is what a professional modeler looks at all fucking day. God, I mean, presumably stuff like the mouth is just a photo, right? That looks, looks like, like a, a photo. It's photo. so detailed. Get a tongue scraper. It just needs Leon. to be. That's the thing. It just needs to be detailed enough that when mm-hmm. it gets caught in shadow, it looks good. That's the just a photo. That Someone just copied and pasted the... some dental photos. 
Oh my Fair. god. Absolutely. There's so much work to be done. Use what you can get. Reuse assets. <laughs> god. Gross. What are these random fleshy bits at the top? Is that ear? Is that an ear? Um Good question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see the e- no the ears on there. Yeah. So, yeah, but they're they're not quite Those aren't th- that looks looks flat. Looks but I guess flat I don't know how they, I don't I don't know how the dimensions are calculated here. Um yeah, you're right. That's an that's that's a mystery. I don't know <laughs> what that is. Fleshy bits. I don't like how the teeth look either. No. Why are they overlapping like that? Why is there like one shot of teeth and then just floating teeth in the background? Yeah, I get. Well, some of the teeth have fleshy bits, so I assume that's like part of the gum lining. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. I wonder. Maybe maybe this file type preserves layers because flattened like this, it looks like a horrific mess. There's yes. just teeth over on top of other teeth. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. Also, why does this look like why does this remind me of Ben Pack? Yeah, no, you're <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it also looks like an old Bears quarterback, Jay Cutler. <laughs> I'll show you an image of that. Pretty sure that let's see. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad times. The human body was never meant to be two-dimensional. That's all I got to say no. about this. I'm a three-dimensional being. Austin even found any more of this MLB fallout? Only Nothing. a little bit. Only a little bit. It's fucking wild. Um, Hold on. I'm going to send what's, you... Was there news today? Oh, boy. Um, so the now... Wow. <laughs> he, the speculation is that they were wearing buzzers. <sighs> and the re- So this is after he does a walk-off homer that they win the series. And in the full footage, he doesn't even go out to celebrate with his teammates. He does this, goes... Down by the Whoa. dugout, goes into the tunnel to change Holy his clothes. Holy shit! And there is now speculation that this signal stuff was not just, um, you know, like trash can, trash can banging was one of the ones wow. that people found. Is now there's speculation that there were players wearing, wearing buzzers. Holy shit! And there earlier this morning there was, um. Oh wow! I'm seeing this shit now. One like- of the um one one of like the GMs or I don't know, one of the people who's caught up in this bullshit. Um, there was a Twitter account that was being hyper specific about a bunch of things that were being done related to these buzzers that claimed to be the niece of let's like a manager or something yeah. like that. And then reporting is coming out now that that was not a niece. Holy that's just a player who did a burner account <gasps> that is just rat- ratting out the whole thing. Wow, it's incredible. What the fuck just happened? Wow. That's what baseball is. Uh, this is asking. wild. Baseball? And base, 
yeah, baseball. Uh, this and the, the, the and this is a player on the Astros that uh, supposedly wore the, yeah, yeah, the buzzer, yeah. and everyone is pulling up a tweet a from uh, that same series. Just feels like there's a buzz in the oh air. Oh my god, <laughs> that's very funny. That's very funny. Uh a baseball man. What a bad fifteen years for baseball and integrity, or like the feeling of it being a sport that you can trust. Do you know what I mean? Between yeah, like it's like it's it's boring, but like because there's a like stabi- largely a stability to to the rules, uh, right? Well, like, how do we make this shit faster? Yeah, steroids and and cheating, love it, good strategy. Ba- base, basically, how do you Kato, get XFL the, rules this, for baseball? <laughs> what the the origins of this like latest controversy is that. There was a uh, a thing called signal stealing. So, you know, like, you know, when, like, they're throwing the ball to the catcher and the catcher's, you know, putting its fingers down, uh-huh. you know, to signal what kind of uh, thing to throw. Um, uh, basically, they were using, like, cameras in stadiums to signal to various parts of the organization, like, what those signals were so they could start stockpiling what they were that day in that game. And one way that they were transmitting that back to players on the field was like God, hitting a, a, a trash, trash can. can. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny. You can hear it. So you can go back and like listen to things. You hear like boom. And it's like that signals, you know, curve Cur- or right. whatever. Or boom, boom. Oh no, I did see that yep. video. It's I so heard. Funny. Yeah. It's in. So this is all continued fallout from that. It's like a, um, a bunch of management had to resign at a couple at a various organizations. It's like those people are snitching on other people. Like <laughs> like yeah. the, the the Red Sox like World Series is now like in doubt at being like legitimate, which is great because fuck Boston sports. <laughs> um, oh boy, it's it's, it's wild. It's wild, and it's right. It's right before the new baseball season starts again. Like pitchers and catchers like show up in like two weeks or something like that. Who are um, the Pats? The of baseball. Oh, I see what you're saying. The Yankees. The Yankees. Right? Okay. The Yankees. Yeah. Yankees. yeah. Because, because baseball, baseball does baseball yeah. doesn't me. have um, <laughs> uh, money caps. So yeah. they're the richest team. Right. And so you can, you can basically just buy. buy. Yeah. You know, they have like luxury like, taxes or whatever where it's like you, te- you technically get penalized if you are spending over a certain amount. But basically if you're willing to pay the penalty. You pay the penalty. Matter. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. You're the Yankees. Just put both of these in the back half. Just like uh-huh. here's yep. 10 minutes on moles <laughs> and 10 minutes on sign stealing. On, on sign stealing and uh, we have to do an episode on the XFL rules. We have to. I guess maybe once the XFL starts we can do a We can do that like maybe like before this. Uh, Dude, we can do like a an end of wild. the NFL season pre Super Bowl, yeah, uh, yeah, and we'll talk about the XFL. Um, or I guess we can wait because that's like the week after the Super yeah, Bowl, right? Yeah, let's the just first wait. Ex- yeah. We'll just then, wait. We, then we can do a Super Bowl plus XFL game one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah. The other football game that I watch, XFL. No, the fo- the, the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, right. Oh, there you go. There yeah, you go. commercials. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! No Watchmen second season. Uh, that is those quotes are being overblown. You think um, so? I, well, I read the original story that they're cribbing it from. Uh-huh. Um, basically, they said they don't want to do it without 
Damon Lindelof. Yeah. And Damon Lindelof has said he doesn't want to do a second season. Right. And he would prefer that they found like a different voice to come in and do like either a follow-up or an anthology thing. And HBO apparently doesn't want to budge on that yet, but they also said that they weren't opposed to it. So it sounds like mostly like they're going to give it time as opposed to there won't be a second season, which is what a lot of the headlines are saying. It's mostly they just don't have any intention of rushing to a second season. Right. Which if they if they went back to that world, I have zero interest in seeing a follow up to the moment at the end of that season. That would be which what show is this? Watch, There's some quotes going around about a lack of a watch in season two, which are being overblown and is more just that they don't have an idea for a season two. And so they're not going to commit to doing another season unless they had an idea. So um, I feel like that show ended pretty. Well, I was going to say, I don't, well, I don't, I don't do, need do one. Do you actually? No. Right. Like, I, don't I don't know that like, I even want one, let alone need one. I My imagination does all I want on what I think happens after right like i think there's only an opportunity to fuck it up honestly by handling it in a way that goes different you know like i think you're that's a lot of like well what do you think the characters in question will do given what happens from there Uh and filling in the gaps i think it's just gonna leave some people disappointed maybe me anyway uh, I just a, that's got a different podcast at I a different time. Got impeached for making a perfect phone call is maybe the funniest <laughs> sentence I've ever read in my fucking life. <laughs> that's why I shared fuck? it with you. <laughs> it's so funny. Trump just tweeted that he just got. I just got impeached for making a perfect phone call. All caps. All caps. Uh, it's so uh, fucking. I do funny. like this. Uh, 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 Olivia Nuzzi. Maybe not a perfect phone call. But it is a perfect tweet. I was like, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> yeah. It's, it has the exact same energy of, and he and they just tweeted it, and he just tweeted it out. Do you know what I he mean? He tweeted it out. Yeah. <laughs> it has all of that energy. Um, All right. You know what time that is? I thought you were going to say a yeah. drill tweet. God. I mean, it does. It does have a drill. It does have drill tweet energy. You're not wrong Um, at all. Okay. Uh, five. Whoa, what was that beep? That was me hitting the marker button. Got you. But not actually being in that yeah. in that place. Um, okay. Officer at center of Odell Beckham Jr. butt slap case says he resisted urge to punch player, decided yeah. against it on the spot arrest due to the jovial atmosphere of the locker room. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. Locker great. room talk. Great, 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 great. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh-huh. God oh. <laughs> what? Bringing it full circle. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, let's Ready go. Ready to do this? Is uh-huh. this an episode number or is this a special? This is a special. It's so a, not an episode number. No, okay. I don't think so. Straight is up. That, I don't know. What have we done for... We haven't done episode on? numbers, I think. At least not okay. recently. Okay. I haven't. I haven't. The, the, I don't know about right. before me. Yeah, before you. <laughs> not, hey, ca- look, there is no there is no pre-cado anymore. We live in a we post-cado world. We live in a cado world. world. So. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. All right. Ready? <laughs>